Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. Host Plus has been named Super Rating Super Fund of the Year for 2023. That's a plus. Issued by Host Plus Proprietary Limited. Check the PDS and TMD at hostplus.com.au. This is Mornings with Ben Davis on SENQ. And a very good morning. Welcome to the program. Nice to have your company on this Wednesday morning. Mark Braybrook in for Ben, who's on assignment with seven. Here we are, halfway through the week. The preliminaries for mine are now over. It's a downhill run to the grand finals on the weekend. Of course, the NRL has its uh, Delhi M's tonight. But to me, Wednesday signifies a change in focus and feeling in grand final week. You sort of count down now a little bit quicker than you would on a Monday or a Tuesday. Plenty about to chat about on the show today. Mel Meningle will join us after 10 o'clock. It would be great to hear his thoughts on Sunday's game and get the lowdown on the PM's 13 match against Papua New Guinea in Port Moresby on the weekend. Now, if you have a question for Mel, 0467 736 736, and I'll put him to him later this morning. He'll join us after 10 o'clock. The Titans are in the NRLW decider as well this weekend. So we'll talk about that later in the program. And of course, the Interstate Challenge is an on Sunday grand final day in the NRL. And we'll chat with Riley Jacks, the captain of the Brisbane Tigers. They take on South Sydney in that Interstate Challenge. We'll also preview the AFL grand final with SEN commentator and premiership winner and 200 gamer Dean Solomon. The Lions have the day off today, as Ben mentioned to us yesterday. They train at the Gabba tomorrow morning before flying to Melbourne for the game on Saturday. Now, while all this footy is going on, the Aussies are back in action tonight in cricket. The final match of their three-game series against India. What a disaster it's been so far. They've lost five in a row. They started so well against South Africa, winning the first two. They lost three in a row against South Africa in the first two against India. Not the best of preparations, I would have thought, for the World Cup by any stretch of the imagination. Andy Bickle will join us this morning. We'll speak to him about that and how the Bulls uh, started the season. Their one-day competition is underway. Jess Jonathan will also join us. The women's Australian women's team playing the West Indies in a T20 series. They're going to match in Brisbane next Thursday. The series starts on Sunday, but they're going to match in Brisbane on Thursday. So we'll have a quick chat with Jess a little bit later in the show as well. 13 13 55 is the telephone number, or you can send us a text on 0467 736 736. Our caller of the day today wins a $100 Lord Alfred voucher. So give us a call, 13 13 55, whatever you'd like to chat about. Love to hear your thoughts on both grand finals this weekend, the way I see it, I reckon the Lions are a red-hot chance of beating Collingwood. Of course, both the Brisbane teams finished second in the competition, but the Brisbane Broncos have one of the biggest tasks to try and beat Penrith in Sunday's grand final. Doesn't mean they can't do it, but, geez, it will be an upset if they can overcome an extraordinary Penrith side. Do you agree or not? If you're a Brisbane Broncos fan, what hope do you give your side on Sunday? 
it is a cracking Penrith outfit, but these Broncos have done extraordinarily well and they have beaten Penrith in Sydney this year in round one, so it can be done. But uh, your thoughts, 13-13-55, our caller of the day winning a $100 Lord Alfred voucher. Also, I want to know who you think will win the Norm Smith medal and the Clive Churchill medal. All right, so you're going to give me a tip for both of them. And we have a couple of uh, tickets to give away to see uh, the Australians take on the West Indies in their T20 match at Allen Border Field next Thursday. If you are correct in tipping the Norm Smith medal winner and the Clive Churchill medal winner. And if you give us a call to tell us, you're also going to the draw for that uh, caller of the day voucher, the $100 Lord Alfred voucher. So $13.13.55, your Norm Smith medalist and your Clive Churchill medalist winner for this weekend. Will it be two Brisbane players? You reckon Lockie Neal might butter up and get the Norm Smith after the Brownlow? Is Adam Reynolds your choice? What about Payne Haas? Do you reckon the Bronco, uh, if the Broncos win, um, I reckon it'll be down to Payne Haas dominating in the forward, so potentially him. Reese Walsh also, 13-13-55, your Clive Churchill medalist and your Norm Smith medalist. And if you are successful, that's a double pass to see Australia take on the West Indies at Allen Border Field. And you'll also go into the draw, our caller of the day for the $100 Lord Alfred voucher. So if you want to have a crack at the Norm Smith and Clive Churchill medal winners, uh, give us a call, 13 13 55, and you'll go into the draw for both of those prizes today. 13 13 55 or 0467 736 736 if you'd like to send us a text on any of your sporting matters this Wednesday morning. Mark Braybrook filling in for Ben on SENQ and SEN Gold Coast mornings. It is about eight minutes past nine. Mackers are proud sponsors of the Little Legends supporting grassroots sport in Queensland. Now, just a reminder, a big weekend here on SEN with the AFL and the NRL Grand Final coverage. Now, our AFL Grand Final coverage starts at 9 o'clock on Saturday morning with Off the Bench with Hutchie and Pickers live from Fred's Fed Square in Melbourne. Then Crunch Time, AFL from 11. That previews the big game. And then, of course, the Grand Final, the 2023 AFL Toyota Grand Final coverage starting at 1. The bounce is at 2.30, all on SENQ and the SEN app. That's Saturday. Then we head to Sunday for the NRL Grand Final. 10 hours of rugby league coverage from 12 o'clock. NRL crunch time. We preview the Grand Final. Then at 3 o'clock, the NRLW Grand Final. It's the Gold Coast Titans up against the Newcastle Knights. And then coverage of the Broncos and Panthers starts at 5. Kickoff 6.30. Don't forget Sunday, daylight saving starts down south. So it's a 6.30 Queensland time kickoff. A great weekend with SEN's comprehensive coverage. Let's get behind our Queensland teams. Proudly presented by IMAR, the Tradies Insurance and Brighton Homes, all on SENQ and the SEN app. 13, 13, 55 is the Brighton Homes open. Is the open line. Speaking of Brighton Homes and IMAR, and 0467736736 is our text number. Clive Churchill medalist, Norm Smith medalist, chance to win a double pass to see Australia take on the West Indies at Allen Border Field. And you also go into the draw for our caller of the day, the $100 Lord Alfred Voucher. First off the mark, Pete from Albany Creek. G'day, mate. How are you? Yeah, good, thanks, mate. What are your thoughts? Uh, I may say, yeah, Norm Smith um, in the AFL. I'm, I'm kind of leaning towards Lincoln McCarthy to the Brisbane Lions. Okay. 
he's got a pretty good last weekend, and I think he's going to be a bit of a smoky. And in the NRL, I'm, I'm backing Isaiah Yo for the Panthers. Ah, so you reckon the you reckon the Panthers will get over the Broncos and the uh, the Lions will get over Collingwood by those choices? Yeah, mate, that's what I'm thinking. Why why Isaiah Yo and not Nathan Cleary or uh, James well, Fisher Harrison? Uh, Nathan Cleary and Isaiah Yo, they're the two. Just the fact Edwards got last year, I'm kind of ruling him out. Um, and yeah, I don't know. I think Isaiah Yo does a lot of you know work that doesn't get rewarded. I think they'll, yeah, they might go towards him. If the Broncos were to get up, I would have said Paddy Carrigan. Yeah. Yeah, it's, look, there's great battles all over the field. We're having a discussion in the office before as to which is position by position, which has the best, you know, players. And in that Broncos, so let's say, let's just say Penrith. In that Penrith team, who would you drop out to put a Bronco in? Say, for example, would you have, would you rather have Paddy Carrigan at lock or Isaiah Yo at lock? I'd get rid of Isaac Dango and have Herbie Farmers if I could do a positional swap like that. Right, okay, yeah. And Reese Walsh or Dylan Edwards? Oh, man. Dylan Edwards is so safe. You know what you're going to get. Reese Walsh, he's got that X factor, but he's also got those couple of errors in him. He's had a good run lately, so it's like, is he due for a bad game or is he going to deliver on the biggest stage? That's the risk you've got to take. Um, so, yeah, uh, it's, it's a tough one, but he's kind of he's, yeah, he's running hot at the moment, Reese. He is. So I think you'd have to risk yeah. it, I think. Yeah, look, I, I I tend to agree with you. I'd have Dylan Edwards uh, ahead of him, only because of the point you made before, the experience and the fact that Dylan Edwards, Clive Churchill medalist from last year, been there, done that, and his form all year has been outstanding. That's, that's not to say that Reese Walsh hasn't. Uh, he's been brilliant the last couple of months. Um, it took his time to find his feet here in Brisbane, but once he did, wow, he's been extraordinary. But I think, you know, Dylan Edwards has been the number one fullback, even ahead of James Tedesco, um, I think, for the last 12 months. Is that a fair call? Yeah, oh, definitely. Yeah, Tedesco's definitely fallen away a fair bit. And I think that's on the back of the Roosters' form too, Pete. I think, um, you know, when your club side's struggling, you tend to struggle a bit as well. Good on you, mate. Enjoy the enjoy the weekend. Are you watching it with mates or you've got something planned for Saturday and Sunday? Hey, you there, Pete? We've lost him. Yeah, yeah there you are, mate. You got, yep. You got something planned for the yeah, weekend? Yeah, I just uh, eat beers, mate, and, yeah, and watch the game. <laughs> Enjoy your weekend, and your nominees are Isaiah Yo and Lincoln McCarthy. So well done, Pete. Thanks for the call, mate. Thirteen, thirteen, fifty-five. You're in the running uh, for that uh, two tickets to see Australia take on the West Indies at AB Field next week. And as our first caller of the day, you're the first entry into the caller of the day for the one hundred dollar Lord Alfred voucher. So give us a call, thirteen, thirteen, fifty-five. You're going to the draw for that. I want your Norm Smith medalist. And your Clive Churchill medalist as well. 13, 13, 55. Lewis has sent us a text. Charlie Cameron and Paddy Carrigan. So Charlie Cameron and Paddy Carrigan, two Brisbane players. So Lewis, I assume that you think the Lions and the Broncos are going to get up in the grand final. Can you imagine what Monday would be like here in Brisbane? Uh, I assume that the Lions will be getting back sometime Sunday and they will have their fan day. Would they have their fan day at um, Brighton Homes Arena or at the Gabba, and would it be on Sunday afternoon when 
the Broncos are getting ready to take on Penrith or they wait till Monday. They have a big day Monday on the public holiday. And with the timing for both, would there be the keys to the city for both teams at the one time or would they separate them? I'm getting ahead of myself, I know, by having both teams winning a grand final and trying to work out, um, you know, street parades and keys to the city and fan days at grounds. But uh, it'll be interesting if they both win, what sort of state will be in, in the city come Monday? 13, 13, 55 is the open line number. Another thing I'd like to hear as well is what is your favourite grand final memory or moment? And it doesn't have to be just the NRL or the AFL. It could also be a host bus cup or a Queensland cup moment or a Brisbane rugby league grand final as well. 13, 13, 55, which moment stands out for you the most out of all the great moments there've been in grand finals in both codes over the years? 13, 13, 55. We mentioned one of them yesterday with you know, Scotty Sattler's tackle on Todd Byrne, which was just outstanding and will forever be etched in the the memory of those that have seen it and goes into folklore for grand finals. That was a great moment. Uh, Kyle Feltz try for the Cowboys. The Cowboys winning their first premiership or the Broncos' first premiership Well, that try, uh, win as well. That try from Alan Can and that, that photo with Can and Kevy Walters uh, celebrating the try that basically sealed the game. Uh, Lazo's cartwheel when Melbourne defeated the Dragons at, uh, at uh, Stadium Australia in 1999. Is it Darren Albert's try potentially to, to win it for Newcastle in um, the Super League year of 1997 in the NRL competition against Manly? Or maybe the fact that being able to go to a grand final here in Brisbane to see Penrith take on Souths. Who would have thought we'd ever be able to have an AFL and NRL grand final in Brisbane? I know COVID did it for us, but... Wow. Um, what is your favourite memory? 13, 13, 55. And remember, $100 Lord Alfred voucher to give away to our caller of the day. And while you're at it, your Norm Smith and Clive Churchill Mitter winner as well. Um, morning, Mark. Peach, thank you. Uh, great to hear you on air again. As for the Norm Smith medal, Charlie Cameron. And for the Clive Churchill, um, Carrigan or Yo. So there seems to be a theme here of back rowers, lock forwards, Pat Carrigan or Isaiah Yo. Can't pick a winner but I'll be going for the Panthers as I'm a New South Welshman. Good on you, Peach. Thank you for that. So another one for Charlie Cameron for the Norm Smith and Carrigan and Yo. Um, you can't have it each way, Peach. Because you've said you're a New South Welshman, I'm making that it's Charlie Cameron and Isaiah Yo for you, your chips for the Norm Smith and the Clive Churchill. Callum from Callum Vale. If both the Broncos and the Lions win the grand final, do they get a statue? A statue outside the Gabba and a statue outside Suncorp Stadium. That would be interesting. Uh, if they get beaten, um, they might still get a statue because we're building one for a team that came fourth. So why not build one for runners-up as well? Good on you, Lewis. Thank you for that. 13 13 55 is the open line. You can send us a text 0467 736 736. Norm Smith medal winner, Clive Churchill medal winner. And I'd love to hear your favourite grand final memory. This is Mornings with Ben Davis. Mark Braybrook filling in for Ben on this Wednesday morning. Host Plus has been named Super Rating Super Fund of the Year for 2023. That's a plus. Issued by Host Plus Proprietary Limited. Check the PDS and TMD at hostplus.com.au. This is Mornings with Ben Davis on SENQ. Bounced away to Thurston. Comes up Blair. Got rid of Blair. Pushes away from McCulloch. Thurston gets the ball to Morgan. Morgan crosses the 20. Comes away to O'Neill. Gets the ball. And Felt. Felt has scored. Felt has scored in the corner. Golden Boot winner. Four times Players Player of the Year. 
can he do it? It yeah. looks to me as Oz oh. taking the steel work. <laughs> this is a horror movie. Tamo, 12 metres out in front. Thurston to choose from with Coote. He hits it, he's yes. got it. He's got the field goal. He's got the premiership. He has gone from, as I said, a captain to a legend and probably rugby league immortality. Uh, no question about that. I mean, 2015, that was eight years ago, the Cowboys. I know it was, it's a hard listen for, for Broncos fans, but one of, if not the greatest grand final. Uh, we spoke about great grand finals yesterday. It's got to be up there. I, I If that was a movie, you wouldn't believe it. You'd think, oh, it's just Hollywood. But it actually happened in... The first win for the North Queensland Cowboys, a premiership win. And Jonathan Thurston to do it the way he did, you know, missing that goal from the touchline and then kicking the the drop goal. Paul Ben Hunt dropping that ball from the kickoff and a whole range of emotions. The late Paul Green coaching the North Queensland Cowboys and Corey Oates, of course, playing in that game. I'll speak about a little bit about Corey very shortly. But, uh, yeah, your greatest memories from a grand final, interested in those, 13, 13, 55. Our caller of the day, the $100 Lord Alfred voucher, or 0467 736 And on that, too, your Norm Smith medalist and your Clive Churchill medalist for the weekend. Um, and we have a double pass to see Australia take on the West Indies in the uh, women's T20 at Allen Border Field next week. If you are correct in tipping uh, the Norm Smith and Clive Churchill medal winner, and if you give us a call and tell us who you think, you're also in the draw for the $100 Lord Alfred voucher. 13 13 55 is that telephone number. There's so many um, contests across the field. We were speaking earlier when going through some of the Clive Churchill medal winners and and would you rather have, or who would you have in your team, Pat Carrigan or Isaiah Yo and Reese Walsh and Dylan Edwards or Adam Reynolds and Nathan Cleary, all quality players, all outstanding footballers. Um, a little bit of rivalry has formed this year, and they don't play opposite each other. We're talking, of course, about uh, Reese Walsh and Jerome Luai, uh, which sort of come out of origin early this year, and it continues to go. I think Jerome Luai has even said that they could even be mates <laughs> together. But Reese Walsh had this to say earlier in the week about his battle with Jerome Luai. He gets under my skin? Yeah. No, nah, he doesn't. He's an exciting player to watch and, you know, he's fun to go up against those battles, but I wouldn't say he gets under my skin. You know, it's a it's a good game of football and, it's you know, you want to go up against the best and you want to, you know, they're the people that you want to play with. You want to go out to war with them, um, you know, that they're going to give you, you know, their all. And, you know, I think for like myself, I wear my heart on my sleeve too. And, you know, each time I go out in the field, treat it as it's, um, you know, going to be my last game and I want to do anything for the team. So, you know, he's an awesome player. And like I said, these, these games are the ones that you want to be a part of, going up against the best. Yeah, and it's, I think rivalries in sport are great, aren't they? Whether they be, you know, on the football field, the cricket field, tennis court, whatever it may be, uh, when two outstanding sports people go head-to-head, it just adds even more to the, the theatre, more to the drama. And I wonder how many times they will come in contact on Sunday, um, Reese Walsh and Jerome Luai, whether or not they even get together. I'm sure they will at some stage and whether there is any sort of little banter between the two of them. At the end of the day, the winner is able to celebrate and the loser can get ready for next season, but they will both play a huge role in Sunday's grand final. Whichever team wins, you can guarantee if it's the Broncos, Reese Walsh will have played an important part or if it's the Penrith Panthers, Jerome Luai will have been up to it in up to his neck in it as well. So that battle will be one worth watching. Now, speaking of Jerome Luai, 
him getting back from that shoulder dislocation was outstanding. He returned last week, of course, in the win over Melbourne. I think there would have been serious questions as to whether or not he would have been able to get back uh, this season, considering the damage he did to his shoulder. But back he was, and he was asked earlier in the week about um, how his shoulder is heading into the grand final. Yeah, uh, probably 95% to be exact. How scared were you that you weren't going to be here? I wasn't really scared. Um, I was always pretty confident that you know my mind and um, spirit was going to get me there. Uh, obviously, I had a massive session two days before, so left it all on the line. I was a bit nervous before that session, but um, like I said, I pulled through okay, and I know I could get the job done. Yeah, 95%, that's pretty much for this time of year. That's that's as good as it gets, isn't it? 95%. There'll be players that haven't missed any games, that have uh, have got injuries that have yet to um, get to 95. Some of the players will be going in 60 70% into the game on the weekend. But Jerome Luai reckons he is at 95%. Now, it's really an extraordinary week here in Brisbane. Two teams through to the grand finals and on consecutive days. Who would have thought? I'm sure... Across the world, if you think about it, across the world in a city where they get to see two of their biggest sporting teams battle for a title within 36 hours of each other. The AFL and the baseball seasons don't necessarily gel. Basketball and um, NFL, Super Bowl, etc. sort of around the same time. You might you might get that in the States, but not too often around the world would you have a city that has its two teams in a grand final or the deciding match within 36 hours of each other on the same weekend. Quite extraordinary. We're here. The reality is a few years ago, it was a pipe dream. What a remarkable turnaround it's been for both the Lions and the Broncos on and off the field. It wasn't that long ago that both clubs were a basket case. I think that's fair to say. The Lions were struggling to win matches, attract crowds, quality players, and they're also struggling to retain those they had. The club was really struggling. Three years ago, the Broncos, of course, won, in inverted commas, the wooden spoon. The Broncos collecting a wooden spoon. Unheard of. The club was falling apart. How times have changed. And the change for both clubs comes off the field before it happens on. Good leadership, the appointment of the right people for the job and then the recruitment. That happened at both the Lions and the Broncos and things started to fall into place. It's been a longer journey, though, for the Lions. The club's been knocking on the grand final door for a few years now. And for the Brisbane Broncos... The transition has been swifter. Kevin Walters made a comment after the game on Saturday. He said it was not just about the players and their efforts in getting the team to the grand final on Sunday. It was a whole club effort from Dave Donaghy all the way down. And he's so right. The same, of course, can be said for the Brisbane Lions. So two clubs on the verge of history after being at the bottom of the barrel and working their way back. There is one other thing on Saturday and Sunday. If they win or if one of them wins on the weekend, spare a thought for two players. Two players who have been great servants to the Lions and the Broncos but won't be on the field this weekend. Injury can be cruel. The timing in particular as Daniel Rich from the Lions and Corey Oates can testify. Both have been there through the hard times for for both of their clubs. Both have seen their bodies struggle this year to keep up with play after decorated careers. Corey Oates will continue. He's played more than 200 games. Jesse Arthurs gets the nod ahead of him uh, for the game on Sunday, but he'll be back. There's no doubt about that. Daniel Rich, though, he's announced his career is over. He put his hand up midway through the year saying that he wasn't playing well enough to have a spot in the Brisbane Lions side. He's been there through the tough times and on the verge of potentially the greatest of times. He'll be watching from the grandstands and he won't be back as a player. So... On Saturday or Sunday or both, as 
either the Lions or the Broncos or both are celebrating a grand final win and those players on the field are celebrating and uh, having joy in achieving the ultimate in their sport. Just spare a thought for those two clubmen who have been there through those tough times. Daniel Rich and Corey Oates, I'll be thinking of you on Saturday and Sunday and saying, well done on your careers, particularly Daniel, it's over. But you have played a part in getting the Brisbane Lions to a grand final and hopefully a premiership. And same with you, Corey. You're there in 2015. Uh, you're out. Year last year was outstanding. This year has been a battle through injury, which shows how tough it can be, that things can change. But you will be back. And I will spare a thought for both of you. Come this weekend if the Lions and the Broncos are successful. 13 13 55 is the open line number. Or you can send us a text 0467 736 736. Mark Braybrook filling in for Ben Davis on this Wednesday morning. Benny uh, on assignment with Channel 7. Busy week with both the Lions and the Broncos in the grand final. I think Ben goes down to Melbourne tomorrow. Now you can follow us on Instagram, Facebook and X. Have we stopped calling Twitter Twitter? Is everyone still called Twitter? I haven't got a clue. Anyway, search for SENQLD and at mornings SENQ. There's audio, news items and all those sorts of stuff on uh, Twitter and or X and Instagram and Facebook and I think TikTok, there's videos and all that sort of stuff as well. So that's our socials here on SENQ and SEN Gold Coast. We're after your Norm Smith medalist and your Clive Churchill medalist for the grand finals on the weekend. If you're successful, we've got uh, two tickets to see Australia take on the West Indies at Allen Border Field. The Women's Cricket Internationals are underway on Sunday and they come to Brisbane on Thursday. And you'll also go into the draw for $100 Lord Alfred voucher. 13 13 55 is that telephone number. Mike from Callumvale. Good morning to you, mate. Yeah, g'day, Mark. I just had a couple of points about the grand final and mm. picked up on one of your points about Dylan Edwards. So I think that Penrith have got a distinct advantage um, in the forwards. I, I can kind of match up um, Fisher-Harris against Haas mm. or, in, you know, sheer head-up uh, value and brutality. But, man, when it comes to Leota, Lenu and Liam Martin, um, I just don't think the Broncos match up there for sheer aggression in in hit ups um, that you know other. So I think that's where the advantage is. Other listeners may have a view. Um, I, I tend I tend about... I, I tend to agree with you too, Mike. And and that's not that's not being disrespectful disrespectful for Brisbane. It's just saying how yep. good I think the Penrith pack is. Yeah. Um, if it was you or me, I know which pack uh, <laughs> if my life depended on it, I'd like to go up against. Or wouldn't or um, wouldn't like to be flying against. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, just with Dylan Edwards, um, he, I'm just looking at his figures versus Drinkwater, who got picked in the New South Wales team this year, versus Walsh. Um, he comes up uh, just as six try assists um, and... 12 line breaks. This is in the fixture season. Um, drink water, 25 try assists, 14 line breaks, and then Walsh, 25 and 19. So, yeah, look, I, I perhaps that's why drink water uh, got the nod because they were looking for some attacking bit. But uh, I was a bit shocked myself that he only had six, six try assists. So, um, yeah, look, I, I suppose when you you know want to break down stats and you look at that sort of stuff, it doesn't also it doesn't show 
what Dylan Edwards does to position or take away um, focus from other players in the team. When he has the ball, uh, a little bit like Nathan Cleary and all those key players, that the attention is on him and maybe frees up those outside him as well. Scotty Drinkwater um, has had an outstanding year, had an outstanding 18 months really, and there's no doubt that Reese Walsh has been terrific as well. Their suspensions have cost them, you know, from a Dally M perspective. But Dylan Edwards is still a, a quality player though, Mike. I, you know, I think he will have a huge impact on the game on Sunday. Yep, agree. Yeah, who do you think will win yep. then? I, I take it from your comments. Um, be, I, yeah. I think, uh, just, just to finish on that point, yeah, Dylan Edwards is, is a great guy for running the ball back. Um, yeah, uh, but who do I think will win? Yeah, just, just on the forward thing, Penrith, I think they'll have a play in for Reese Walsh. Um, they won't stop him totally, but they'll have a plan. So, yeah, yeah. That's, that's my call. Interesting thanks, game. Good on you, mate. Enjoy the weekend and enjoy the footy. And thanks very much for your call. You're going to the draw for the $100 Lord Alfred Voucher. 13 13 55 is that telephone number. George from Logan Village. Don't forget Brisbane Raw playing in the Australia Cup final. Not until next weekend, George. So we've still got uh, seven or eight days. No, ten days before the seven, 7th of October. So that's Saturday week. Uh, the Raw are in that Australia Cup grand final. So still plenty of water under the bridge. Plenty of other sport under the bridge before we get to the uh, Australia Cup final for the Brisbane Raw. But good to see him in that final. Host Plus has been named Super Rating Super Fund of the Year for 2023. That's a plus. Issued by Host Plus Proprietary Limited. Check the PDS and TMD at hostplus.com.au. This is Mornings with Ben Davis on SENQ. Uh, there's another great moment, a great grand final moment. We're talking about those this morning as well. 13-13-55, we had the Cowboys 2015 grand final win over the Brisbane Broncos. I know that hurt, but uh, still, that was a memorable moment. Knackers, uh, left foot snap for goal against Collingwood. Uh, another great moment this time in the AFL. Of course, those two teams do battle again on Saturday, and it's time to talk AFL with uh, part of SEN's AFL Nation Premiership play with Essendon and former uh, coach there at the Gold Coast Suns. Dean Solomon, morning, mate. How are you? Good morning, Mark. How are you, mate? Thanks I'm well. For, uh... Thank you for having me on board. Um, great week, eh? Hey? Yeah, I we had Glenn Lazarus on the show yesterday who's won three NRL premierships and I asked him the question I'll ask you, what does grand final week as a premiership winner bring back memory-wise for you? Oh, yeah. It's, uh, I mean, from a professional point of view, it's the best time of your life. It's, um, you know, I, I was lucky enough to be a part of two grand final uh, lead-ups, um, one in 2000, where we, we beat the Melbourne Football Club, and and then the second one in 2001, where we lost to the Brisbane Lions, and uh, I was a, I was the ripe old age of, of 20 years of age, and 21 in the second one, so I was I was very young, um, only in my third or fourth year of um, of my AFL career, so it was all all very um, obviously new, but uh, it's probably in hindsight uh, not a bad thing because I didn't overanalyze too much, I just was kind of in the in the flow of, of the season and the finals and um, and being a young fellow, I just wanted to, to get out there and uh, and just do some basics really well to start and that's that's all it was. Um, I obviously had a really good group around me with a lot of experience, which which helped guide the ship. Um, but yeah, I think 
a real important part of, of grand final week as a player is, is not to have too much time on your own. Don't overanalyze, don't overthink. Just just stay with close ones or teammates and continue to chat through the week and, and, and stay calm. Of course, Brisbane, uh, in a city normally, uh, where if one of our teams makes the grand final, you're on our own. But extraordinary week this week with the Brisbane Broncos, of course, being in the grand final as well. So that in itself makes it a different week for both clubs, I would have thought, too. The fact that you're you're not centre stage, you're sharing that stage with your cousins across the river, so to speak. Oh, absolutely. And that's how outstanding is that? And I'm sure both clubs, different codes, but both clubs would be reaching out to each other in a certain way, whether that's uh, in person or, or, you know, by, by video to, to um, you know, send all your well wishes to, uh, and hope that the other the other club in the, in the same city does really well and, and hopefully brings home, they can bring home two premierships. That, that's unbelievable. It is. Now, I, I mentioned earlier in the program, uh, Dean, that for me, and I'm talking from a spectator's perspective, not necessarily a player's, Wednesday, hump day Wednesday, is the downhill normally to the weekend from a player's perspective, is that the same that the, the week seems to speed up once we get past, you know, the, the brown low and those, that start of the week? When we get to Wednesday, all of a sudden, the game's only a couple of days away. Yeah, and that's true. That is true. It's, um, as you said, it's, a, it's, a, it's an ironic week because the back end of the week's actually quite few because you've got street parades and, and obviously with Brisbane Lions, they've got travel, um, you're in a hotel, they'll have, um, you know, a little supporter functions that they'll have to attend, um, corporate sponsors, all that sort of stuff. So it's, it's a little bit different. That's the the game in isolation. Uh, when you run up the race and you go out and execute, that's that's exactly the same. That's that's nothing nothing changes there. But the week around it and everything that comes with it is is the challenge. And uh, how you manage your time, basically, you know, you have to turn your phone off for days or hours on end. And um, how you manage your time is really important to try and continue to hold on to your normal routine. And that's the most important part to it. Are these two teams evenly matched, or do you have a, a favourite over the other? Uh, you know, when it when push comes to shove. Uh, I think, as you said really early, <laughs> it's uh, it's ironic, isn't it? You, you have you go through a whole season, and and these two teams have been one and two, you know, throughout the season. They've been the best sides. There's no doubt about that. All the all the little um, little stories that break off throughout finals campaign. Can Melbourne camp? Um, can they do it? Can the Giants come from no? It, but ultimately, in the day, it's 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 the two top uh, teams in the in the grand final. I, I think it's I think it's really really even. There's a, there's a couple of things that come into play that would determine that whether each side can get over the line. Um, but I, I I do slightly lean I do slightly lean towards Collingwood just because I'm not I'm a little bit concerned not concerned but there is the question mark with Brisbane Lions on the MCG. Um, that's at home, at home, I mean, their record speaks for, for itself. They haven't been beaten this year. They've been sensational. Um, their record at the MCG is slightly different. So uh, that's a big question mark. But within that, the game plan, they've got two different styles of play. Um, the Brisbane Lions, the way they play, they're, they're small forwards. I, I sort of mentioned that last week. I, I feel like they're small forwards in the midfield. Just the absolute key to, to the Brisbane Lions. If they can apply a huge amount of pressure, um, I mean, because their talent, um, these small forwards, their talent speaks for itself. They can hit the scoreboard really quickly. It's whether they can execute consistent um, defensive pressure on the on the Collingwood small defenders. Um, that that is going to go a long way to winning this this flag. And uh, for me, the Collingwood Football Club, I, I've been lucky enough to watch not the last game, but the, the three games leading into that live. And their team defense is is right, it's as good as I've seen for a long period of time. So they. They do move the ball quite well, but their team defence is, is underpinning everything that they do. And um, and that stands up on grand final day. So that gives me a bit of confidence in the round Collingwood. 
Who's the barometer for the Lions to play well? Who who leads that charge? Yeah, it's interesting. I'm, 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 I'm a little, I think a little bit laterally, but Dunkley's the one for me. I mean, Lockie Neal's, he's got two Brownlow, Brownlow medalists, an absolute superstar, um, but he can't do it on his own. And I think what Dunkley brings is a rounded edge. He, he complements that midfield. He brings a, a blue-collar mentality. He's the... He's the defensive mid, um, and he's going to have he's going to have a massive role. And I'm really intrigued about where he goes. Um, what are Brisbane's coaches thinking? Is is it straight to Dugowie? Um I mean, Dugowie's last game was, as we all know, uh, I think he had 13 clearances in the end, uh, 30 plus possessions. He he, and and let's be honest, there's been a lot spoken about Dugowie over the years about you know in comparisons to Dusty and Dustin Martin. Well, Dugowie gets the stage now to to display that and, and, and sort of answer, well, you know, give some feedback to what he thinks about that. Um, does Dunkley go straight to him? I think he does. Uh, the concern then is Nick Dacos. Nick Dacos is going to be better for a second run. And his second run, he's had one obviously under the belt now. Um, so they're going to be, uh, they're going to be analyzing him as well. But um, for me, Dunkley is the absolute key to that midfield for Brisbane. If he can help contain some opposition mids and allow his mids to go to work and, and apply a huge amount of offensive pressure, um, that'll go a long way. I have no doubt that Lions fans will be outnumbered by Collingwood fans on Saturday afternoon. Will yeah. that play a role at all? Uh, well, it doesn't, it doesn't, right? You'd like to say, no, it doesn't. But, uh, I mean, if you're if – you're, let's look at the Brisbane Lions, for example, when they play at home and when they play away. Mm. Your home fans give you – they give you energy. I mean, they do. And, and there's going to be seventy to 80,000 Collingwood supporters, isn't there? And And – the rest will be left for the Brisbane Lions and, and old Fitzroy supporters. Um, so that, that's a challenge in itself, but that's one that Brisbane should embrace. And go, okay, we're going to absolutely go into and like, it doesn't get any bigger as far as the crowd against us in, the, in this Coliseum. This is going to be eighty thousand v us basically. How how good of an opportunity this is um, to put them to sleep. And, and what you need to do is not what they did last game. They can't start slow. They must yeah. start well, Brisbane. They must start really well that they're two to three goals ahead at quarter time or conversely be interesting to see what Fagan's mindset is or they don't get blown out of the water if they come in at nil or draw at quarter time that's also a win um they've just got to silence the crowd they can't allow collingwood to get their tail up and therefore the crowd get up and about as well because it does it does give you energy um but that's a challenge within itself just before i let you go really appreciate your time and a busy week mate uh, jack Payne, we've been speaking about him the last couple of days he seems to be getting back from that ankle injury uh, the Lions have said they're not going to risk him if he's not 100%. Uh, it's a big call in a grand final, isn't it? Oh, it is. It absolutely is. And it's the right call. I don't think you can. If he's, if he's short and he's not fully fit, you can't go with him. It's, it's quite ironic, isn't it? Because Dan McStay from, mm. from Collingwood is obviously uh, he's been ruled as well. So the key forward versus the key defender of Brisbane Lions. So it's quite funny. Here. And it'll be interesting to see where they go. If they don't go with Payne and, they don't go, and obviously they're not going with McStay, uh, the dyna- dynamics of the of the side and, and their selection becomes so critical. Do they go back to Noble and push Howe forward? Um, do they go Billy Frampton with Collingwood? And then if, if Payne doesn't get up, where do Brisbane go? Who do they bring in? Do they shuffle the side or they just go like for like? Um, it's it's a it's a unique week. It's uh, This is where the coaches get, they earn their money more than <laughs> ever because um, they, they cannot make a wrong decision in any part, um, whether that's through fitness, injury, uh, yeah. Selection, game style, um, you know, even it's it's even all it's all on the line. Yeah, it's all on the line. Good it's on you, mate. Really appreciate your your insight. That was wonderful. Good to talk to you and enjoy the weekend.
Cheers, Mark. Good on you. There he is, Dean Solomon, uh, with an insight into this weekend's AFL Grand Final. Host Plus has been named Super Rating Super Fund of the Year for 2023. That's a plus. Issued by Host Plus Proprietary Limited. Check the PDS and TMD at hostplus.com.au. This is Mornings with Ben Davis on SENQ. Yeah, Benny is away for a couple of days on assignment with Channel 7. It's a busy week with the Lions and the Broncos in the grand final. Mark Braybrook filling in. 13 13 55 is the open line number. You can send us a text 0467736736. Our caller of the day receives a $100 Lord Alfred voucher. And also want to know your Norm Smith medalist and your Clive Churchill medalist for this weekend. And the winner of that receives a double pass to see Australia take on the West Indies in a T20 and the women's T20 at Allen Border Field next Thursday, that is. So 13 13 55 is the telephone number or 0467736736. Razor says, if the judges actually look past the centre square, which they won't, I'm saying Joe Danaher and five goals to win the Norm Smith. And the judges look past the number sevens, which they never do. Cleary wins the Clive Churchill medal anyway. Razor, thank you for that. Joe Danaher and Nathan Cleary as the winners. So you go into the draw for those a couple of tickets uh, to see the Australian women's team take on the West Indies in the uh, T20 International Series, which starts on Sunday but comes to Brisbane next Thursday at Allen Borderfield. 13-13-55 is the open line number. Now, our coverage this weekend for both the NRL and AFL Grand Finals is going to be a massive weekend. We've got um, the AFL coverage starting on Saturday from 9 o'clock off the bench with Hutchie and Pickers live from Fed Square in Melbourne. Then crunch time from 11, crunch time AFL from 11. Then the grand final, the 2023 Toyota AFL grand final. That coverage starts from 1 and the bounce is at 2.30, all live on SENQ and the SEN app. And then our NRL coverage, there's 10 hours of non-stop rugby league coverage on Sunday. It starts at 12 with NRL crunch time. Then the NRLW grand final, the Titans take on the Knights in that. That's from 3 o'clock. And then the preview of the grand final starting at 5. The preview starts at 5. The Broncos and the Panthers kickoff for that match is at 6.30. And... Don't forget, on Sunday, early Sunday morning, daylight saving starts. So uh, 6.30 our time. The grand final is at 7.30. It's a grand weekend with SEN's comprehensive coverage as we get behind our Queensland teams, proudly presented by IMA and the trade, the Tradies Insurance and Brighton Homes, all on SENQ and the SEN app. 13 13 55 is the open line. You can send us a text 0467 736 736. Now, thanks to Chemist Warehouse, wrapped around this particular segment. It is Mal Meninga joining us on a Wednesday morning. G'day, mate. How are you? Uh, good morning, Mark. Uh, welcome, to the, welcome to the show, mate. How are you? You're faring well? I'm going all right. How are you going after getting back from Port Moresby? Uh, no, it was a, a great experience. Um, it's an eye-opener. There's no doubt about it. We had a f- few younger blokes on our trip who... Never been to Papua New Guinea. Quite a few have never been to Papua New Guinea before. So they got the uh, the royal treatment. Don't don't worry about that. Um, you know, at the airport, you know, at all different functions. That we had a, a coaching clinic. Uh, we went to the war cemetery. Uh, I mean, the game itself, of course. So um, yeah, it was a fantastic time. They're yeah, passionate people up there, and you know, they certainly rugby leagues are 
is the number one sport. Yeah, it's an important game for PNG, but it's also an important game for you, isn't it, as coach heading into uh, these test matches in the off-season? Yeah, it's a good opportunity for the players. So, you know, when they they finish their year, obviously these are the, the bottom nine, bottom 11 uh, teams and players from that who we feel is going to be in the selection process for the Kangaroos. And then we, we add, obviously, players that... Um, up-and-comers, this is the Prime Minister. The Prime Minister actually sits in the, the conversation and we talk about some of the younger fellas to come through. And, yeah, it's a, it's a great uh, program. So it allows them to get some match fitness, the guys that's going to go on the Kangaroos, but they'll also the younger players to gain some experience at that level. Yeah, and also develop their knowledge and be able to talk to players like Ben Hunt and Jake Trebojevic and, and get up close to someone like yourself and, and learn a bit more about what it takes to become, you know, that next-level player. Yeah, it's, uh, that's an important part of you know, their journey, I guess, and um, learn from others, which is really important. You know? So they get to watch, you know, ask questions, um, look at how the, the players prepare for a game, um, how they speak around the group. I think that's an important aspect to it all. And then, obviously, how competitive they are. It was a very competitive game. I don't know if you watched it, Mark, but it was a very competitive game. Uh, very physical, very, you know, very aggressive. Um, you know, win was the conditions weren't real flash, but... In saying that, um, you know, they got through unscathed and they really enjoyed the experience. Were you nervous at all? Because it was a bit of a tight finish, wasn't it? Oh, never nervous, really, you know. <laughs> so in those type of games, well, you know, it's, it's funny because, you know, football was the winner, rugby league was the winner up there. You know, we all understand that, you know, they, they love it so much and there's obviously a push to have a NRL team from up there down the track. Um, you know, it's anything we can do to propagate the game up there is really, really important. I think just, the, just us being there and uh, obviously both governments, you know, are right behind it all. Um, so it's a, there's a bigger message there than us just playing footy. You know, it's about the love of the sport and, um, you know, it playing a really important role in in their community and, you know, hopefully, you know, with all the social messaging we, we get out there, it has an impact up there. Well, now, mate, uh, it's grand final week, of course, and we had your old mate, Glenn Lazarus, on the show yesterday. Uh, premierships with three different clubs. Of course, a premiership teammate of yours at the Canberra Raiders. He won for the Brisbane Broncos and he won with the Melbourne Storm. I asked him, and I'll ask you the same question. Uh, grand final week, what memories does it bring back for you? Uh, it's mixed, you know. So I, I played in a few grand finals and some you lose and some you win, you know. So... I come through that era where we had to lose one, I feel, to, to win one. So you get to experience that. I, you know, um, it's a great week. It's, it's great to be involved in it all. That's what you, you play rugby league for. That's why you train so hard, you know, through the off-season prior and through the year. Um, you work your butt off and, you know, that's the reward you get to play in the grand final. You know, sometimes it's, you know, teams are happy just getting there. Uh, and then other times, obviously... Through that experience, you know, you want to win one. That's the ultimate, I think. You know, when you talk about club NRL and, you know, club land, you, you want to win a, a grand final. And there's a lot of great rugby league players that never won a grand final. So, you know, when you got the opportunity, um, you don't have regrets. Um, and that's the key to all. You've got to give it all. What about for Souths here in Brisbane winning the premiership? What memories does it evoke of that? Oh, well, we 79, we got thumped by Valleys. This is the, you, see, you tend to think, you know, remember some of the, the losses more than anything else, you know. But, you know, Norse in 1980 were the, by far the favourites, but they knocked us off um, over, you know, pretty aggressive um, outlook to the game. And then 81 against the, the, the Dolphins, you know, winning in, in sort of last minute and a half was 
Oh, you can't explain it. It was so exciting. It was a club's first victory in 28 years. You know, so, I mean, all our fans and, you know, and all the, the people involved in the club over such a long time eventually got to, you know, experience a grand final victory as one of the best experiences of, of my life. There's no doubt about that. Um, and you go on, then I go from South and I obviously go down to Canberra and uh, the 94, you know, victory. So, 89, I was part of um, a tremendous grand final and, you know, winning that in extra time to, you know, be part of a team that, you know, from Canberra who, what that was their first ever victory in grand finals, was exciting, first team outside of the top three in those days, it was top five, obviously, you know, competition. And then in 94 to, you know, finish uh, in, you know, a grand final winning team, you know, finish my career. So I've been blessed, I've been blessed to been played in many great footy teams and, yeah, you remember them all, um, but, you know, I played in, I think, 11 of them, Mark, and come out with five victories. So um, there's some regrets there as well. Mate, uh, Lazo was quite emotional yesterday speaking about his mate, Kevy Walters, of course, is a great mate of yours as well. Um, for Kevy to get aside, the Brisbane Broncos, who three years ago wouldn't spoon us to a grand final, what uh, what are your thoughts on that also? Oh, he's, he's gone through the... The ringer, hasn't he? You know, um, you know, I was lucky enough to you know, meet Kevy, you know, when he first came down the Raiders, and this is way back in in nineteen eighty seven. You know, so he started his rugby league career, his um, first grade career down at the Raiders. So it's great. You know, I've been with Kevy, you know, right through the playing years, and obviously through Origin as well. Um, but yeah, he's been through the ringer the last few years. But you know, he's he's always been a strong character. He's always been a man's man. He's always believed in in what he, what he says, you know, so he's tough, you know, so um, you don't be successful if you're not tough and resilient and you have to be to be a head coach of a, of a rugby league team these days or any sport really because um, it all comes back on you. If the team's not doing well, well, then it's the coach's fault. But so, you know, and, and full marks to the club too for backing him. Mm. I think that's really important, you know. I think that's a that's a big plus mark for the, the Brisbane Broncos to have that faith in him. To They've seen obviously things happening um, in a positive way behind the scenes because, you know, we all look we look from outside in and, you know, um, we see when we make up our own assumptions, I guess. But um, there's obviously some stability in, internally as well, which is which helps Kevy and and congratulations to the to the Broncos. I feel um, they've got a really good footy team, Mark. And I just think they're on the, the start of their journey really. Mm. Um, if they can keep their team together, obviously Flegler and Farnsworth's going, but if they can keep the bulk of their team together for another few years, um, yeah, they'll be pushing for grand final victories um, as well. Well, mate, your Canberra sides uh, were remarkable teams that won back-to-back premierships. The Broncos won back-to-back. Uh, Penrith are looking to do something that no one's done since Parramatta, 81, 82, 83, and that is win three in a row. Uh, they will become almost an immortalised side in that respect if they can do that. So what does Brisbane have to do uh, to beat arguably the greatest team we've seen in about 30 years. Yeah, so, you know, everyone everyone sort of talks about, oh, you know, what are you going to do different to, to, to beat the Panthers? But uh, my answer to that, Mark, is that, you know, the Broncos have been working on on a, on a process and a, and a way of doing things for, you know, for the last few years under Kevy, you know. So they worked on that pre-season. They've worked on how they want to play, you know, through the years, and you don't change that, you know. So... You don't worry about the, the Panthers. You know, Panthers have got great belief in their systems and processes and, 
Um, they're really confident in the way they play, no matter what that, what situation they get themselves in a game. So the Broncos have got to be that too. They've got to be fearless with their plan. Um, not do anything out of the ordinary. Just let just do what you, you've been practising all year and you've just got to do it better. You just need those 17 players to go out there and, and play your best game, but you don't, you don't need to change the way you play, though. You just be solid in that and believe in that because um, that's what you've been working on. If you, if you keep on working hard on, on your belief systems, well, generally you're going to break down the opposition. Yeah, and the, the forward bat- battle is going to be great. We've been speaking about that this morning, Mal, with a couple of callers and texts as well. Stinger from Morningside uh, gave us a call earlier, wanted to speak about this, the, the great front rowers that are going head-to-head on Sunday, and we thought it would be an opportunity to get him back and have a chat with you. G'day, mate. How are you? Yeah, g'day, guys. Good to hear from Big Mal, proud Queenslander. Yeah, I just wanted to re- respond to that Penrith caller that was talking about you know, the aggression in the, the Panthers' pack. And hadn't even mentioned, you know, Paddy Carrigan, a Wally Lewis medal winner, won a World Cup medal, um, and Flegler. Plus, you've got Capel, who's played before, and Jordan Rickey is an international. Yeah, and no, I mean, I agree with you. It's, um, it's a formidable pack. And what I like about the Broncos pack, it's very mobile. It's, you know, got great agility and um, and they play long minutes as well. You know, I, mean, I think they cancel themselves out. I, I made a comment yesterday um, because I asked someone, yeah, you asked me, well, what's going to be the difference? And I think, well, it's going to come down to the hookers, I reckon. I reckon, you know, Mitch Kenny and uh, Billy Walters, you know, I think whoever plays the best out of them, because they're the guys that touch the ball the most in a game of rugby league. So their decision-making and um, their execution is really, really important. So uh, to utilise all their great players around them. So I reckon it comes down to the hookers uh, more than anything else. Good on you, Stinger. Thanks for your call, mate. You're going to the draw for the $100 Lord Alfred voucher. But the front rowers, though, too, Mal, uh, James Fisher-Harris, Moses Leota, Spencer Lin, who comes off the bench up against Payne Haas, who was leading the Dally M's until they went behind closed doors halfway through the year. And you throw in Tom Flegler. Um, it must take you back to your days there at Canberra with, you know, Lazo and Brent Todd and Sammy Bacco and, and those front rowers and Queensland and Australian level with Greg Dowling, etc. They laid the platform, don't they? Yeah, yeah absolutely. And, um, you know, with the Daly M's, you know, those poor old front rowers, they don't get a mention, but, you know, they're one of the most valuable players in your in your footy team, you know. So they only play, obviously, you know, 40, 50, 60 minutes and... Uh, they don't get the recognition that they deserve, really. And in, in, when I talk about, you know, end-of-season awards and things like that, you know, so um, there's only been a few um, in its whole history. I think Jason Tamalolo was one of them. Um, yeah. yeah, so, yeah, I mean, they, they'll, they'll, they've got to set a platform. They set a foundation. You look at last year, you know, with the way the, the Panthers went around about their business, Leota and and Fisher-Harris, and then Lenu comes on, and they just... They just roll down the football field for, you know, the Pen- Penrith Panthers. And then on the back of that, you've got, you know, arguably the best halfback in the game, um, arguably the best 5-8 in the game. The fullback's going great. They've got great strike out wide. Uh, the, yeah, one of the best wingers as well. So, yeah, I mean, the, through the middle is really important. And I think they match up really well. I think, you know, Flegler and I feel obviously Haas, obviously, you know, one of the number one props in the game. Patrick Carrigan's just getting better. He's at his best year, you know. He, mm. Like you said, he had the Wally Lewis medal last year, but this year he's even excelled even further. I just think he's improved as a rugby league player. And then then he got the guile of um, Adam Reynolds, you know. He's been there, done that. Uh, same as Cleary. They sort of cancel themselves out. Both got great kicking games. And 
Ezra Mam and you know Luai, who are you know great runners of the football, and and can break open the games. And so they match up all over the park, you know. And it's going to be one of those great grand finals. If we, if if both teams come prepared to play to you know, their own abilities um, and like play their own way, um, I think you know it's going to be one of the best grand finals we've seen. In you know, could even be the, one of the best grand finals ever. As Australian coach, Mel, do you? Um when those players like Nathan Cleary, say the World Cup last year, Isaiah Yo and, and other players that come into your Kangaroos squad that you, you've seen and you most probably know them, but you, you get to coach them at that level for the first time, do you get surprised at their skill levels when you see them up close? Uh, I'm, I'm very impressed, you know, certainly by the, by the skill levels. But, you know, something like over, over the years, Mark, um, they're certainly fitter. Um, their skill levels are, you know, comparable. There's no doubt about that. Um, their strength, obviously, they do a lot of work on their strengths, but their speed, I think, you know, that's the, the probably the common denominator amongst all those players that come into into representative football. Their their speed over the ground, particularly early, even the forwards, the front rowers, uh, their speed over the ground is enormous, and that's the thing that sort of takes me back and. And I'm thinking to myself, well, how am I going to offend this? You know, if I was playing today, how was I, how was I going to offend, you know, defend this? So just across the ground, um, the ability to move in, move into space and stuff is unbelievably good. And the way wingers tra- score tries now is just extraordinary. <laughs> well, well, I reckon. The, well, I think we've discussed this before on the show, mate. Where the best decision was the the um, corner post, yeah. the goal of the corner post. Yeah, you, you can actually touch him, you know, and uh, score a try. That's the best decision the game's ever made. Mel, is a grand final similar to a test match and origin matches in that it's not necessarily the big plays, it's the little plays that are important? Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, absolutely. And it's moments by moments. And, you know, you, you talk to players that, you know, play in those big games and it's, it's you play the NRL through the year and, you know, every now and again you can have a bit of a spell in a game. But at this level, the grand finals and rep level, there's no rest. You can't rest. It's... Minute by minute, moment by moment, you know, effort by effort, you know, tackle by tackle. Um, you can't get lost. You can't wander around mentally. You got to be in the in the game all the time, and that's why seventeen players is really important. You know, like your starts are excellent. You know, you got to be excellent. That's we all talk about that. But your bench has become so valuable these days too. So what your bench does when they come on to help you know create momentum for their team is is really important as well. Now, Mal, just before I let you go, I know you're busy. Dally M's tonight and a, a big weekend, grand final week. Uh, Murray sent us a text. He knew little Alan McCusker, he says. The man inside the magpie suit at the, when South broke the drought <laughs> yeah. way back. He's bringing back yes. some great memories. Always great memories oh, talking about those yeah. days. Yeah. And oh, God, yeah, the wings. I mean, it was, oh, it's, I'm, just, I'm so happy that I, I spent, you know, seven years with the, with the magpies, you know. So it was such a, a great club. Still is a great club. They did really well again this year. Um, yeah, I mean, st- yeah, steeped in history, and I'm just glad I was part of that club. Yeah, and Badge tells me too, Chris Phelan, who was a teammate of yours there at South, sorry, he, he won something like eight grand finals out of eight that he played, and every year yeah. he played in a grand final, basically went from South to Parramatta, then up to the bush to play in grand final every year, like Lazo never missed a semi-final. Yeah, no, he's sort of our good luck charm, but, you know, the, re- the reason why Chris Phelan won so many is that he was just a staunch winner, you know, yeah. and he expected... He expected you to, to, you know, toe the line as well. He trained really hard, uh, played hard, and that's what, you know, we couldn't let him down, you know. So we had to, we had to lift levels all the time when he came to the club.
I'm going to put you on the spot here now, mate. Uh, Sunday, Brisbane or Penrith, who will win? I reckon it's going to be one of the, the great games. Um, I think it'll come down to a field goal. That's that's how I feel about it all. I can't split the teams. That's why I said before, I think the hookers and their decision-making, the way they execute, is going to be really critical. Um, I think field goal. Um, and I feel that Adam Reynolds, you know, he's he's on a fairy tale run at the moment. I just feel that, um, you know, I think he has fate on his side. And I'll and, go with the Broncos by one point. Oh, the Broncos by one. And what about the Dallyams tonight? Sean Johnson seems to be... Uh, your street corner tip. Uh, do you think he'll be our Delian medalist? Yeah, I do. I do. I, I do think that um, obviously some of the, the bigger names have got suspended through the years, not going to be there. Um, uh, maybe the Smokey might be Kalen, uh, Kalen Ponga. You mm. know, um, their last nine games, you know, he, he'd be close to getting um, the three points for each game. Um, so, you know, he, he could be up yeah. there. But, you know, Sean Johnson's year has been terrific. And without Sean, um, to be you know, real, I mean, they all had a great year, the Warriors, but without Sean, you know, they wouldn't have reached the heights they did. So, yeah, he's so influential, and I think that, you know, he's a, he's definitely the favourite. Great to talk to you, mate. Enjoy the weekend. Thanks, Mark. I will, I promise. Good on you, mate. Mel Meninga, rush into Chemist Warehouse for half-price vitamins and cosmetics. T's and C's apply. Mel Meninga brought to you by Chemist Warehouse for great savings every day. A little bit later in the program, we'll uh, hear an interview, part of an interview that uh, Paddy and Heels did this morning with Kevy Walters uh, just after 7.30. So if you missed Breakfast with Pat and Heels, um, Kevy Walters was on the show. So just after 11, we'll replay part of that interview. If you want to hear the full interview, you can uh, go to the SEN app and have a listen on that or to Spotify, look for Breakfast with Pat and Heels and the interview with Kevy Walters. We'll play part of that after 11 o'clock this morning. So uh, that is uh, a great chat. Kevy speaks about a whole range of things. So we'll play part of that after 11 this morning. You can hear the whole interview by downloading the SEN app or going to the SEN Q web, uh, SEN website. 13 13 55 is the open line number or 0467 736 736 is our text number. Your Norm Smith medalist and your Clive Churchill medalist for the grand finals this weekend and into the draw for a couple of tickets to see the Australian women's team take on the West Indies next Thursday at Allen Border Field. If you can successfully tip the Norm Smith and Clive Churchill medalist, MEGT, helping women kick their career goals in the trade industry. And the Australian women's team is back home after a really busy time. It seems to me they've been travelling around the world playing plenty of cricket and they've got the West Indies coming up starting on Sunday. Uh, the Combank T20 International Series begins at North Sydney Oval on October 1 and 2. That's Sunday and Monday. And then back here at Allen Border Field uh, next Thursday afternoon for the final game in the T20 Series. And one of those involved in that, and, uh, our Queensland legend Jess Jonathan is joining me on the program. Morning, Jess. How are you? Morning, good, thanks. How are you? Good. Must be nice to be back home playing back in Australia. You've been very busy, you and uh, your teammates. Yeah, definitely. It almost feels like we're just getting busier and busier, but that's a that's a good thing. And I was one of the ones that sort of opted out of the, the 100 competition over in the UK post-Ashes. So I'm one of the fortunate ones where I had two weeks off. Um, some of them have sort of just gone from one thing into the next, but yeah, had our first sort of round of uh, WNCL, our, our domestic 50 over end. And, um, yeah, that's sort of our, our last little bit before this West Indies series kicks off 
um, the end of this week. Yeah, I saw a bit of that game against New South Wales. Unfortunately, the bit I saw was on uh, the weekend when you got beaten, but it was one-on-one, wasn't it, against uh, the Breakers? Yeah, it was. It was sort of, um, yeah, not not the most ideal start for, for our Queensland team, but uh, we were able to turn it around beautifully. And, um, yeah, we sort of lost by bonus point first game, but then won by bonus point in the next game. So, yeah. Really, really pleased that the girls were able to turn it around and that we were able to get that first win on the board. And our favourite doctor here at SEN is Dr Redmayne, and it's great to see her back as well. She, uh, she's been terrific for Queensland and, and waiting for an opportunity to show it at the top level as well. Yeah, absolutely. It's sort of obviously a, a serious long-term injury with uh, rupturing her Achilles and uh, it was a bit of a shame because she probably would have been... Um, in line or or in the frame for for the ashes sort of with the test match um that she she'd been batting beautifully and playing really well and um she's one of the best wicket keepers in the country and um yeah to sort of see her be able to be back out on the field um it's where she belongs she she loves it she has the biggest smile on her face and um rightly so because yeah any sort of long-term injury isn't ideal, but uh, yeah, she's she's put in a lot of hard work and had some really great support along the way. So to this series against the West Indies, um, what are you expecting? As I said, three games, October 1 and 2 at North Sydney Oval, then here at Allen Border Field on October 5. What are we expecting from the Windies? Yeah, look, it's um, it's going to be a... Well, I, I'm predicting a tightly fought series, to be honest. Um, Hayley Matthews, their captain, she's in some... Um, She's in a bit of a purple patch at the moment, I reckon. She's in some serious form and um, got their veteran in Stefani Taylor as well, their ex-captain, who's sort of back in and around as well. She sort of missed a few series at different times there. But um, there's a couple of their unknown girls as well who um, sort of haven't played too much international cricket but really sort of stood out in their their CPL, their their local um, competition over there. So, um, yeah, it's going to be really interesting. I, I'm just looking forward to, to playing a, a a summer series again and, and some international cricket back on home soil. Um, it's obviously always tough when you, you travel away um, and over in England, the we know what the English crowds are like, um, so it'll be nice to finally have some some home ground advantage and some some home support. Uh, it, it, time gets away from you. It's remarkable when you think it, it's not that long ago. First time we get to see you since winning the T20 World Cup in South Africa and then retaining the Ashes. So much has happened in sport. We've seen our women's soccer team do so well at the World Cup. We've got the Rugby World Cup. We've got the men's one day is coming up. We've had so much sport between now and your trip to South Africa to win that T20. Does it seem an, an eternity ago for you as well with what has happened for particularly women's sports since then? Yeah, without a doubt, it's sort of it's it's even one of those things that we we sort of mentioned when we were over in in the UK that um, for some of us it had been a while since we'd actually played some 50 over cricket as well. It was probably last summer when we had the the Pakistan series and um, yeah, it's sort of there's there just seems like there's there's so much on, which is a really good thing and um, particularly in the women's space as well that. Um, we sort of keep thriving off that. Um, every sport sort of wants to be the the one that is sort of the driver of, um, I guess, the the exposure mm. of the women's game and female athletes. And um, yeah, obviously, what happened during the the FIFA World Cup with the Matildas, their run, it really sort of galvanised the whole country and, yeah. and really united us and brought everyone together. And um, that sort of we we saw 
glimpses of that sort of back in um, 2020 when we had our home World Cup as well. And um, then, yeah, getting 80,000 people to, to the MCG, that was something that was unheard of at the time. And um, obviously, unfortunately, with COVID going on, that um, we were sort of unable to see the true benefits from from something like that within cricket. So um, obviously having the, the World Cup um, recently with the, the Matildas, hopefully we can sort of build on that heading into to our season and into our summer. Yeah, it's been remarkable. Um, that crowd you mentioned for the World Cup of the MCG and then the crowds here in Brisbane in particular too and the support that the, the Matildas got was extraordinary. Um, I should also mention that uh, in this series that uh, Alyssa Healy will play her 250th match for Australia across all formats. That's just extraordinary. And Megan Schutt will play her 100th T20 match for Australia as well. Just shows how much cricket you are playing, Jess. Just before I let you go, of course, not only your cricket match uh, this weekend on October 1 at North Sydney Oval. Of course, October 1's grand final day as well for the Brisbane Broncos and the Brisbane Lions on Saturday. Um, do you have a tip? Should I even bother asking you? Is it Lions and Broncos uh-huh. for her? Yeah, I'm a Queenslander through and through. It's sort of... It's incredible um, feeling like I, I think it's the first time in history, isn't it, that mm. both football codes of um, their teams have made it to the grand finals. So imagine how crazy Brisbane's going to be if both of them bring the premiership home. Um, and hopefully that they're still partying, come our, our T20 at AB Field on on the 5th and then um, <laughs> having a lazy Sunday for the 50-over game on, on, on the 8th as well. So, um, yeah, more the, merri- the more the merrier. So, yeah, uh, go the Lions, go the Bronx. Be careful what you wish for, Jess. I can I can see it now. <laughs> Lions and Broncos players rocking up to AB Field on Thursday in uh, in sort of a poor state. That might be something that <laughs> I can see it that now. That would be that would be awesome. <laughs> Thanks so much for your time and uh, all the best for the summer and particularly for the fire and the heat, uh, which is not too far away as well. No worries. Thanks for having me. There she is, Jess Jonathan, and you can secure your seats to see some world-class cricket at the Combank Women's International Series. Just go to cricket.com.au forward slash tickets. A break and we'll come back and we'll talk to Riley Jacks. The Brisbane Tigers take on South in the Interstate Challenge on Sunday. G'day, it's Ben Davis. Thanks for catching up on Mornings here on SENQ. But you know what? You can also catch up some great content with other SEN shows such as Brecky with Patty and Heels, The Captain's Run with Cameron Smith and Denon Kemp, all on Spotify and Apple Podcasts. But until then, sit back and enjoy and make sure you tell your mates. Host Plus has been named Super Rating Super Fund of the Year for 2023. That's a plus. Issued by Host Plus Proprietary Limited. Check the PDS and TMD at hostplus.com.au. This is Mornings with Ben Davis on SENQ. Here we go. Politoni taps it. Hamilton with the kick. Mamalo the target. There's not enough juice on the kick. The Tigers have it. And the Tigers celebrate. And the Brisbane (laughs) Tigers, they've finally done it in their sixth attempt. It was well worth the wait. The 2023 Host Plus Cup champions, the Brisbane Tigers. Uh, that brings back some memories, no doubt, for our next guest here on Mornings. Mark Braybrook filling in for Ben Davis. The Brisbane Tigers head to Sydney to take on South Sydney in the National Championships, the Interstate Challenge. And the captain of the Premiership winning Brisbane Tigers, Riley Jacks, joins me. Morning, mate. Uh, congratulations. Morning, Mark. Yeah, thanks, mate. Just listening to that brings back some good memories, mate. Yeah. Yeah, it was only, what, 10 days ago, but it must seem like an eternity ago, I would imagine, considering what you would have been up to in the last 10 days. 
Yeah, that's right, mate. We've had a we've had a sort of a week off, and then um, Saturday night we had our awards night. So um, that was sort of another big night, and then we we came back into training on Monday to try and sweat all that alcohol out and, and get ready for South. How tough was that? How tough is this to play a grand final? Win a grand final that means so much to your club, the emotional roller coaster and the emotions that we're going through, the celebrations, and now focus on on what really is a big opportunity for you. Yeah, oh, 100%, mate. It's, well, it's something I've never had to do before, and most of our squad hasn't had to do before. So just coming in on Monday night for training, it just, it was a real strange feeling. Uh, we, we sort of thought the season was done and um, you know, we were now off season and stuff like that. But um, I, I think having Baha, who did it last year, um, we've got him in our squad, um, and he's been really good. Um, I think it's helped this year that we've had the week off and an extra week. Um, I think that's a pretty big advantage. We, we got to celebrate um, and enjoy it, but um, this week's now it's all about um, preparing uh, for the big one on Sunday. Before we get to that, I just want to go back to that uh, grand final. Um, where was it? Take take us through the emotions from running out to full time and and what it was like for you captaining your side in a grand final. Yeah, it was um, it was a special day. It was um, even the the bus trip going out there was um, it was it was a bit eerie. I I always thought we were going to win. Um, I had that feeling probably a, a few months um, out um, from the finals. Um, it was just sort of things were falling into place for us and. We're playing some really good footy, so our confidence and belief uh, was there. Uh, I think we won our last nine out of ten games, or, or something like that. So we we turned winning into a habit, and um, yeah, just heading out to the game felt confident. And um, but when that siren actually went, um, yeah, I, I was very emotional, mate. Um, you know, being a junior of the club, it sort of all hit me, and um, I sort of fell to the ground there. And um, the boys are giving it to me. I was, I was a bit emotional. Uh, the next sort of five ten minutes, and um, yeah, it didn't really sink in until uh, we sort of got back to the league club and, and saw a lot of the um, you know the older fans uh, mm. that haven't experienced a win since '91 and um, what it meant to them, and it slowly started to sink in there. But um, very emotional um, day that was, mate. And particularly in the 90th year, it's just uh, fairy tale stuff. Okay, so now we focus to to Sunday. You've had training. You're, you're back. Um, what are the thoughts? Did you get to see any of uh, South beating my North Sydney Bears on a Sunday afternoon? Have you bothered about the Rabbitohs, or you're worried about yourself? Um, a few of us watched it. Um, I've watched it back. I don't really like watching it live. I sort of just like you know fast forwarding, but. Um, yeah, a lot of the boys did watch it and they said it was a great grand final to watch. I think, you know, South just scored at the end there to win mm. it, the, sort of the same scoreline as, as our game, 22-18. So um, it was a close game throughout. Um, but, yeah, our focus is now, yes, is switching on to them. And um, I, don't, I don't think we'll change too much. Um, that's worked for us. Um, but there is a few, you know, players in, in that South team that we're going to have to keep an eye on. If we, you know, full-back Blake, Blake Taff, who got mm. player of the match and... Um, you know, Shaq Mitchell up front. So there's definitely a, a strong team and I think a lot of them are full-time as well, which, um, you know, they're going to be fit and, and ready to go. And what about you, mate? Um, what's the future for Riley Jacks now? You're a premiership winning captain. Um, are you backing up next year? 
<laughs> yeah, I, I was always going to go one more at, at least and then sort of take it from there. But um, the missus sort of thought I was going to, yeah, pull up stumps after the game there. Um, but no, I definitely feel like I've got a, another year at least. And um, yeah, and we'll go from there, mate. But really enjoying my time here back, back at the Tigers. Well, mate, we wish you the best of luck. It's a, it's a big day, grand final day anyway. But when we've got the Brisbane Tigers, the Gold Coast Titans, NRLW, and the Brisbane Broncos all on grand final day, it makes it even bigger. Uh, good luck. Yeah, thanks, mate. It'd be great if we all we got the win. Yeah, that, that'd be excellent. Good on you, mate. Riley Jacks there, the captain of the Brisbane Tigers, a good old Laurie's boy himself, St. Lawrence's College, him and his brother. Riley was in the same class as my son there at uh, Laurie's, so I've known him for, for quite some time and very pleased to see him get that uh, premiership win with the Brisbane Tigers. We're going to take a break. Other side of the break, um, we'll be back to wrap up this hour. And don't forget, after 11, we'll be replaying part of the interview that Patty and Heels did with Kevy Walters this morning on Breakfast with Pat and Heels. And then we're going to head down south. Matty White's going to be joining us. And Andy Bickle still to come right here on Mornings. Host Plus has been named Super Rating Super Fund of the Year for 2023. That's a plus. Issued by Host Plus Proprietary Limited. Check the PDS and TMD at hostplus.com.au. This is Mornings with Ben Davis on SENQ. Mark Braybrook filling in for Ben on this a Wednesday morning. As I mentioned before the news, Patton Hills had a great chat this morning on their program with Broncos coach Kevy Walters. One of the greatest players of all time, six-time premiership winner Kevin Walters, now looking to go to uh, a new stratosphere, Heels, as head coach of a premiership winning team. Kevin, uh, in a frantic week, we really appreciate you joining us. Thank you, mate. Let's let's put our injury dramas to rest. Uh, the Farnworth, Walsh, Renault, Payne, Haas, all of them. Yeah. Uh, the, how how's the team looking? Oh, they're all they're all good. Yeah, just a few little. Um, Herbie was a bit tight, you know, through his um, quad yesterday. Payne was a bit sore in the shoulder. Uh, while she's a bit tight in the hamstring, so all just precautionary, really. Remembering that we're, you know, the game is only last Saturday night, so we're, yesterday we were only three days post game, which generally a lot of players are sore and stiff and tight a lot of the time, particularly at the you know back end of the season where they've got through a lot of work. So yeah, it was just precautionary. Uh, we'll be. Uh, the 17 named will be right to go on, on Sunday night. After all your grand final involvements, ha- have you got or have you developed a concise set of priorities for this week? Yes, yeah, certainly have, Heels. You know, um, training is really important. That's first and foremost. We get that right. And then we also need to embrace the week. I think it's a great week for players, coaches, the football club to be involved in, you know, um, in every aspect of what goes into getting the team to Sydney and booking hotels and then making sure our schedule and our planning is uh, meticulous leading into Sunday night because at the end of the day, we need to, you know, get that right on Sunday night. That's the most important thing. And for that to happen, it's, we've got to be well-planned, which we are. And I'm really appreciative of all the staff um, that we have at the Broncos, making sure that that, that schedule runs really smoothly. Um, you know, being in Sydney is a different prep for us. Obviously, mm. we've got to train at different venues that we haven't normally trained at. So, um, we're having a run at uh, Leichhardt Oval on Thursday, which is um, a good old rugby league ground. So that should bring back some good vibes for the players. And then we'll head out to, to a core on, on Saturday and have the final run out there. The other one, I think the media have probably done your job for you about this, uh, the, you know, the Nathan Cleary protection racket with yes. their defenders. And I mean, it's pretty obvious every time you watch their game um, that they try and protect him as he gets ready for kicks. I mean, uh, is that something you know that that you that you were thinking of speaking to officials about, or are you just going to leave that to the media? 
No, we'll just leave it uh, where it is. You know, we're certainly aware that, you know, and Nathan would be as well. Every week he's under, and same with our kicker and um, out of Reynolds, they're under enormous pressure to, you know, get their kicks away and get it on the spot as as closely and as precisely as they can. So the more pressure you can put on them, um, you know, it's, it's just trying to give that little 1% advantage on, on every kick. So, yeah, we'll be um, certainly putting a lot of pressure on Nathan with his kicking game because it's, it's very good. It's one of the reasons why Penrith, you know, have been so successful. So uh, we'll have a good crack at it and make sure we put him under enormous pressure, which, you know, will help us uh, in the long run. Well, they st- I'll take it on for you, Kevy, because they're offside. They stand in front of the play the ball and they're the biggest yeah. wall you could ever develop. So, <laughs> yeah. so can you, well, I, I can you come it. from the other way? Can you jam in on the kicker? Well, you can, but then that leaves you vulnerable on the outside. They can, you can dummy and mm. then run the ball, which leaves you vulnerable. But we did get a, I did get a phone call from the referees last week before the game about the wall for, for dropouts. You know, that was an illegal play. So maybe, you know, after some media and some press this week around the blockers, which that's what they, you call them, blockers. And, yeah. and every team does it, just that Penrith probably do it a bit better than, than mm. most, you know. And, um, yeah, it's one of those things in the game where it's just gradually evolved, given how important it is to get that, that last kick, that kick away into space, or depending on what type of kick you're looking at, the more time you've got, uh, obviously, the, the the better the kick becomes. So yeah. Yeah, it's a big part of the game, that's for sure. Kevy, you, you know you're not going to get any freebies from them. I think they ran at 87% last week. In saying that, you guys ran at 82%. But, yeah, yeah you've just got to take advantage of every last little bit. And I suppose, you know, I know it's a cliche, but your X factor is wearing number one, isn't he? Well, we've got a lot of X factor in, in our side, uh, to be honest. And it's, they, you know, focus heavily on... Reese Walsh, we've got Ezra Mann, we've got Katoni Stags, we've got Herbie Farnworth, we've got Selwyn Cobbo, you know, Pat Carrigan, all these sort of players that yeah. can, can do something. Billy Walters is sharp, you know, Bill's had a, a great couple of weeks. So, He's been great. Um, yeah. You know, I, I, I don't think they'd be silly enough just to put all their energy in, into Reese, because if they do, that, you know, they'll be in trouble. But the thing when you play the Panthers is, I believe, we, can, we have the artillery to do that. You've got to, when you build pressure, you've got to come up with, with points on the back of that. And if you don't, it's okay. There'll be more opportunities, and that's how Penrith beat a lot of teams. They just play, you know, the long game and, and know that they'll be in there at the 80th minute. Well, part of our uh, coaching this year has been making sure that our guys, you know, continue to play and, and don't get if, if something doesn't go quite right and you miss points where you should have, that's okay. Get on with the next play. There'll be more opportunities if you get back to work and start working away again. So that's the plan, um, and we've got good strike. Our defence is really good, really strong. So. Yeah, this will be a great match for us, you know, on on Sunday night. And our best game is still in front of us. I yeah. keep saying that to everyone. Our best footy is still in front of us. And we'll, when we play our best football on Sunday night, everything else will look after itself. Yeah, yeah that's you, great. I, I, I know you won't give yourself any raps, so I will, mate. Uh, what you've done with this team is just yeah. phenomenal. And we appreciate every time you give us a little bit of time as well, mate. Uh, we can only speak on behalf of all our listeners and wish you the very best of luck. There's There's a lot of excitement after... Quite a few years of pain down there at Red Hill, and uh, we, you know, we, we, we're all behind you. There he is, uh, Kevy Walters, speaking with the uh, Patton Hill Heels. Now, the new McCrispy from Maccas is their next big thing. Try it Saturday before or after the big game. Thank you for that. You can hit us up on the phone line one three hundred oh one eleven seventy.
Righto, let's go north. SENQ 693. Mark Braybrook is in the chair. I reckon you got your hands full, mate. Good morning to you. Lions on one side, Broncos on the other. It's all going on. Morning, Matty. Morning, everyone. Yeah, it's extraordinary, isn't it, to think that um, one town, one city can have be good enough <laughs> to have a team in each of the grand finals, AFL and NRL. I never thought it would happen, particularly the last couple of years when the Broncos picked mm. up the wooden spoon and the the Lions weren't travelling that well either, but here we are on the verge of potentially creating history. Uh, the Lions and the Broncos, one weekend, it's been massive. So what's the vibe like? I mean, everyone's on board, obviously. I can imagine that just, you know, there's this incredible feeling around there because seriously, if you, if you do the double, God knows what's going to happen on the streets of, of Queensland. Yeah, well, Monday for the first, well, not the first time. It's only been in recent years we've had the Monday public holiday. It's... Uh, our Queen's or King's birthday public holiday on Monday. Normally, we didn't have a public holiday after the NRL Grand Final, but that's been changed. Um, And, yeah, it will be massive. I was only talking about it earlier on the show here. How's it going to be with the keys to the city, potentially? Would you have two functions? Would you have one fan days? (laughs) Would they have them at South Bank, potentially, rather than the Gabba and uh, Suncorp Stadium or Red Hill? Where would they be, be hosting that? But we might be getting ahead of ourselves, potentially, but these these things have got to be planned weeks in advance, Matty. We've got to, got to make sure that we know what we're doing come Monday when, when we're all back in town. Hey, I mentioned to our listeners here, I, I only saw it in the last hour or so on social media, the photo of Kevy buying the Broncos, Broncos merchandise. So what, what's the bigger yarn here? Is it, is it the fact that Kevy's there handing over his, his own cash or that mm. he's wearing Crocs and socks? Uh, what I haven't seen that photo. Uh, that's I mean, Kevy is a wonderful person. You know, he is an outstanding human being. I'm so pleased for him. I've been lucky enough to know him for many, many years, and uh, coached his son Jack, not the uh, the better one of the Walters uh, boys, but Jack I uh, coached at West here in Brisbane. But he was a lovely bloke and named Kevy for ages. But now that you've told me, a that he wears Crocs, um, yes. he's gone down in my estimation, and B, that socks with Crocs. Socks. Um, I'm surprised allowed to use sharp instruments or anything like that. That's just outrageous. <laughs> Crocs and socks. I'm trying to Crocs. find it, mate. I'm, oh. I'm, sc- I'm scrolling through my okay. artist formerly known as Twitter feed, but I saw it um, pop up. And, there, it, so you know, on one side, it's actually a ripping photo to see that the coach is down there and, and it points out just how much merch has been sold, which yeah. is awesome. Here it is. Crocs with socks. Even Kevy Walters has to buy his own merch during grand final week. But what about the Crocs? And there, there he is. He's got all his Broncos uniform on. He's got his training <laughs> shirt, his shorts, and he's got the black Crocs. Oh, um, I'm trying to focus in now. Dare I, say it, dare I say it though, Matty? Oh, hang on. Sam's just showing me the photo here. Yeah. Oh, dear. Dare I say it, uh, and I, I'll get in trouble, I know, but uh, he is from Ipswich. And, um, but, and the reason I can say that is my youngest daughter is, as we speak, in labour in Ipswich Hospital, about to give birth to her first child oh, wow. and my third granddaughter. So I'm waiting nervously for that. She's been in labour since Saturday morning, one twenty, Maddie. So it's now really? Wednesday, yes, it's and Wednesday. she was induced this morning. She's premature. But anyway, so she's in Ipswich Hospital, so I can have a little bit of a dig for Kevy uh, being from yeah. Ipswich as well. So my, da- my oh, daughters wow. live in Ipswich. Hey, congratulations, mate. That's, that's awesome. So the, the AFL side of this as well is huge. Mm. I was lucky enough to be there when the Lions went through that three-peat in 01, 02 and 03 and I, I was just recounting the story. It was back in the sports tonight, Days Potsy, and it was um, I walked across from one side of the MCG to the other and I walked past the Collingwood team that was sitting out, still sitting out in the middle of the ground and it was just this 
I, I, it was weird, mate. I felt like I shouldn't have been there. And I shouldn't have. I, I walked around them. But then when I got to the other end, guess who was waiting in the Lions dressing room to help me organise players? It was Big Kev. Remember Big Kev? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Cleaning yeah, yeah. Big Kev, Kev, yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah. And through the supercars commitments and all that kind of stuff, he was dragging players out. So it was bizarre. that When I think back to that time, it was bizarre. But it's been a long time between drinks. And mm. the Lions made four in a row. That's what a lot of people forget. They lost the fourth one to... Port Adelaide in 04. So what's the groundswell been like for Brisbane coming up against the old foe in Collingwood who you dusted up twice in grand finals? Yeah, look, the the journey for Brisbane uh, in the last couple of years has been better. Uh, the Lions has been better than the Broncos. I spoke about this earlier in, in, in the show as well. Uh, the Broncos, I reckon, are at the start of potentially you know, being a really good side for a number of years. The Lions have been that. They've been knocking on the door to get into a grand final. They're finally here now. They do have an issue with the MCG, but they're a real live chance of beating Collingwood. 1v2 in both the AFL and the NRL. I think there's a greater expectation. I think it's fair to say that there's a greater expectation in Brisbane that the Lions are most probably our better chance out of the two to win. You talk about four in a row. Well, that's what the Panthers uh, are doing this weekend, you know, potentially as well, winning three in a row and being in their four fourth straight grand final, which is something the Lions did, as you mentioned back then. So we're talking about the elite of the elite. The Broncos have to beat on Sunday. But there's a real buzz, particularly after Lockie Neal's Brownlow medal win and the players they've got, you know, bringing Joe Denneher and Charlie Cameron's ability and the development, um, you know, of other players. Um, Eric Hipwood has, has had arguably his best year. You've got Dane Zorko, uh, Lachlan McCarthy, Lincoln McCarthy, sorry, and Dunkley and so on. There's a real expectation that they're a real big chance on Saturday, the Brisbane Lions, of uh, winning that title. And the irony, of course, would be uh, that it's going to be against uh, Collingwood as well, which um, just adds to the, the greatness of beating Collingwood in the grand final. Everyone wants to do that. So 2.30 on Saturday afternoon for AFL and then 7.30, of course, on 6:30, Sunday night. 6.30. 6.30. 6.30. 6.30. Yeah, it changes over. Yeah, you've got to see, it's, it's started already and we're not even at daylight saving yet, Matt, and you're stuffing it up. The fact that <laughs> the, it's 6.30, the grand final on Sunday. This is See, Brisbane now. Hang on, when does you, it change no, over? Sunday morning. So Sunday morning. Yeah, yeah. Brisbane is the centre of the universe. So we, ha- we go on Brisbane time. From, from now on. So the grand final is being played at 6.30. For those in Sydney, you have okay. to adjust your watches to make sure that you get it at 7.30. <laughs> but for those in Brisbane, we don't touch our watches. We're ready to go at yeah. 6.30 on Sunday night. So, so they go. got live sites, I could imagine, yeah, set up right across the yeah, weekend. Yeah, I think the South Bank, there's a few, and a lot of the, as, as you would imagine, pubs and clubs uh, will be certainly showing. But there's a few live sites around as well. And... One of the good things about having live sites in Brisbane as opposed to potentially in Melbourne. I see that the temperature is supposed to be 28 on Saturday in Melbourne. That was the forecast 30 minutes ago. We'll see what it's like in another half hour. Um, 28 degrees. Sydney supposed to be 33 or 34 on Sunday. Well, that's Sunday, just yeah. yeah just the norm here. So we know it's not going to rain. It hasn't rained here for three months. Uh, we know all the live sites, the weather's going to be fantastic. And you just wonder what state everyone's going to be in come Sunday afternoon oh. or Sunday evening. If the Lions get up, if the Brisbane Tigers beat Souths and then the Gold Coast Titans beat Newcastle and the NRLW, what will be left come 
6.30, Matty, 6.30, yeah. when the Broncos take on the Panthers. So it's uh, you're yeah. not only not only NRL AFL, but that Interstate Challenge and the NRLW as well. Southeast Queensland is well represented. Uh, just a final one. Clive mm. Churchill medal. I've been trying to pick my way through. And there's value, mate. There's there's a lot of value. If you go away from, like I just said, the usual contenders, the usual suspects, you start getting towards some pretty good money. Have you got a thought process around your Clive Churchill medalist on Sunday night, 6.30 start? Your well, time? now I put the head on rather than the heart here, Matt. And the reality is that, you know, you've got to be fair dinkum. I, I, look, I do think Penrith um, is the best side in the comp and will take a, an extraordinary effort from uh, the Broncos to beat Penrith. On Saturday, and if that's the case, if Penrith are victorious, I can't see anyone other than other than Nathan Cleary having a great game from. I know that's so obvious, um, but Nathan Cleary uh, potentially, uh, you know, a Clive, he's done everything other than that, didn't he? Dylan Edwards won it last year, so here's an opportunity yeah. for uh, for Nathan to to win that in the third one. Did he win it when up here in Brisbane? I can't remember when they beat South uh, in the grand final. I can't remember who won the Clive Churchill Medal that year. Go back. We'll His go father back might have presented that. it to him, I think, on grand final. Sats I, went down I remember to present his, it. His dad I was there. His, yeah. his dad gave him the medal anyway. He won it in yeah. twenty twenty one. Yeah, there yeah. you go. Yeah, yeah, I thought he did. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So anyway, been, um, been look, I'll go. With, I'll go with Nathan again if they if they win. But uh, it's going to be a cracking weekend. And um, the last person to leave Brisbane on Friday afternoon, please turn off the lights. <laughs> Flick off the lights. Yeah. Good on you, mate. I knew you'd have your hands full. Uh, gee, there's a bit going on. I'd forgotten about the daylight saving switchover. So 6.30, uh, enjoy that on Sunday night. And obviously, good luck to the Lions on Saturday afternoon. And uh, best of luck with the with the incoming grandchild, mate. Yeah, thanks, mate. I appreciate that. And look, don't get too down in the dumps. Um, eventually, it might not be while you and I are still here, but eventually, Manly will get back to a grand final. They might even we'll make the eight. They might even make the eight next year. So just we'll hang on to that dream. Hang on to it. <laughs> I'll keep a seat for you, Brookie yeah. Oval. Thanks, Good mate. on you, buddy. See you, mate. There Mark Braybrook. There he is, Matty, Matty White uh, from uh, SEN 1170 in Sydney. Now, Matty and I go back a long, long way. His brother was in my class as well. I've known Matty since he was eight years of age. So that is more than 50 years we go back. So it's great to catch up with him this morning here on SEN. We better take a break at 20 past 11. Host Plus has been named Super Rating Super Fund of the Year for 2023. That's a plus. Issued by Host Plus Proprietary Limited. Check the PDS and TMD at hostplus.com.au. This is Mornings with Ben Davis on SENQ. Countdown about to begin. The fans up on their feet. Maguire, slowly, three to go, the season is over, Brisbane are the Premiers, Brisbane are the Premiers, they are the champions again, six grand finals. Ah yes, will be seven come Sunday, time will tell, that goes back to beating the Melbourne Storm 15-8 back in 2006, so it's a long time between drinks, Uh, 17 years, can it end on Sunday against the Penrith Panthers, only time will tell, and don't forget our coverage, a big day of uh, NRL action on Sunday, starting with crunch time at 12 o'clock, right through to the grand final at 6.30, and it's all thanks to... Imar, the Tradies Insurance, and Brighton Homes. A big weekend grand final coverage right here on SENQ and SEN Gold Coast. Well, the uh, cricketers are back in action as well. The Queensland Bulls back playing in the Marsh Cup, beaten earlier in the week uh, by WA, and they take on South Australia tomorrow in a day-nighter. 
Um, and one of the coaches of the Bulls who uh, is joining us now, Andy Bickle, is a mad Broncos fan as well. So keeping an eye on the footy and the cricket, mate, how are you? Yeah, what a big weekend, mate. Um, you know, it's, uh, it is pretty special uh, when this can happen uh, for, for Brisbaneites like myself. Um, you know, I think if I'm, I'm supporting, uh, you know, the, the, the Queensland teams, you know, the Broncos, yes, every, every day of the week, the Lions, um, you know, which is um, such a... Uh, I think, you know, as a player, we had such a close respect for the... The Lappins, the the Simon Blacks, the you know those guys because we were actually training with them at the time mm. um, because they um, they moved across we moved across into the lines and trained at the lines side of the ground because of the development of the 2000 Olympics you know so we actually got to know the Lions players very well and then they did the three peat so there's always been that soft spot there for the Lions but uh, the Brisbane Broncos goes a long way back and uh, it's just great to see Kevy and Alfie doing their job and. Um, um, they're doing it very, very well. They've um, you know, got that team really energised into playing good footy. And um, right across the park, you can say that every player is doing their job. And it's um, a real testament that hopefully, can they beat the superstars in, in Penrith Panthers this weekend? Yeah, Vic, I think it's one of the great things, too, of Australian sport. One of the great ongoing stories, how Alfie can continue to be on the field and run around like he does at his age. Could you imagine yourself having to run around in that blue shirt following those Broncos around? I mean, in all seriousness, he's look, he's past his best, Alf, but he's still out there, mate, and he can still manage to put one foot in front of the other. He is, and he's got those choice words too. Hey, dickhead, move left or you know, whatever, you know. So, um, you know, there's no, he's, there's no hole in that defensive line. And, and, um, and you know, I could just imagine Alfie just uh, – just masking the troops around, giving them those choice words that they need mm. under pressure. And, um, you know, he does such a good job for them. And, um, you know, he, he, he probably such a good good mate of, of Kevy. So they, they think the same. They played together. They, they know exactly what um, it, how it should be done and uh, when, he's, when he's pretty close to the group. The thing about Alfie is, mate, he's gone a bit softer in his older age. Because all of a sudden I see him going to opposition players and giving them a bit of a hand when they get knocked out or whatever. That, that's something Alfie's never done. Oh, great stuff. Now, Vic, um, from a cricket perspective, I mentioned the Bulls, so we'll talk about them shortly. But Australia, final match tonight um, against India. We've lost five in a row. The World Cup is not far away. Are you concerned? Should we be concerned about where we're at heading into a World Cup? Uh, probably not, Mark. We, we, you know, we've got those couple of practice matches um, leading in the Netherlands and Pakistan. Um, I mean, I, I think the, the Travis Head one's a little bit of a worry, but then, um, you know, the fact that he's done so well with Davy at the top of the order and take a bit of taken a fair bit of um, uh, sort of pressure off Davy, you might say, because there was obviously selection, uh, selection issues around Test cricket, but. But, you know, you seem to think in white ball cricket that Davey's still going pretty well. But Travis has come in and, and whacked the ball around and taken that pressure off him. But, um, look, Mitchell Marsh is probably someone that you might think that um, could go to opening and, and, and play a role in that in that position. And especially in India with such a, such an experience sort of um, playing at these venues, um, you'd, you'd like to think that Mitchell Marsh should go in there. So they've got a little bit to drill down on their batting order, but... Um, I do think that um, you know someone like Paddy Cummins obviously hasn't played a lot of those five matches, and you probably think that your captain probably should be leading into the World Cup. But um, you know, I think 
I think they're pretty comfortable um, they're going into into this. It's a World Cup. Look, we've got a, such a great record as a team going in, um, and, and it shouldn't worry us that the fact that they've tried a few people in different positions leading into these into these matches. You know, obviously South Africa was pretty hard at the back end. We started pretty well, but then lost those ones at the back end. And now India um, and um, getting into India and, and playing India are a pretty hot team at the moment. So, um, look, look, the pressure will really come on India when we start to play in the World Cup. They're probably pretty relaxed at the moment. And they're playing pretty good cricket. So, um, it's always interesting, a World Cup um, based in India for, for the Indian team. There's lots and lots of pressure on those guys. Well, you make me feel a little bit better. Thank you for that, Big. That's good. Do we know, <laughs> do we know uh, as an Australian, you know, from a selection perspective, what our best 11 one-day side is? Do you have a player or players that you think that are just, you know, a lock and, and should be there in that side? Well, I think obviously there's a bit of a question mark around Travis's position so someone like Manus I think will probably hold that position if Travis doesn't make that final final uh, fitness test or whatever he's got to do to, to do that but um, so therefore you, you sort of start to look at Warner at one and then you're into Marsh possibly opening Steve Smith uh, or Manus Lovershow can only bat at three probably in this team with, with the makeup of the team because I think it's going to be um, some all-rounders uh, that, that'll, that'll play their part I reckon and Green probably goes to four. Stornis goes to five. Um, Maxwell uh, at six. Um, Carey at seven. And then um, I believe, you know, because we're playing in Chennai, uh, the first match against India, then South Africa in Lucknow. Uh, and once again, it's, an, it's another spin-friendly wicket. Playing Sri Lanka at Lucknow as well. We get to Bangalore. Uh, we're playing Pakistan there. You probably go back to your seamers. But um, those first three matches are pretty key matches. So I think we have to have the two spinners in the team. So um, so therefore, we've got to make up 10 overs between Stoinis, Green and Maxwell possibly and maybe even Marsh if he's fit enough to bowl. So um, Which gives us lots of options. So therefore, you can change your bowlers around a little bit and, and try and steal overs here and there. So... Um, but it won't be that out-and-out out, um, fifth bowler, you might say, that's going to bowl the overs. You know, someone like a Hazelwood might have to miss out, um, given the fact that you go in with Cummins and um, and Mitchell Stark. So um, that's how I'm thinking, and obviously Zampa, Zampa as well. So and that's no, what I would, I would be thinking. No Spencer Johnson? Well, no Spencer, probably no Spencer Johnson. It's either Spencer or, or Mitchell Stark, isn't it? Mm. So... That's how they sort of fit into that lineup. Um, um, you know, it's one or the other. So it's just a matter of who's going well at the time. If Starkey's not going so well, well, obviously you might drop him out. It is a long tournament. They're playing every four days. So um, you've got to be, uh, you know, you've got to be, if you, whoever's coming in, they've got to be pretty much of the same ilk, I suppose, mm-hmm. and bowl the same sort of overs and, and just swap them in and out. But um, I think given the conditions we've seen so far, you know, it is batter-friendly, um, so we're going to have to bat deep, and I think, um, you know, Agar coming in at eight uh, makes us quite deep deep in that batting order, uh, and still being out of even Cummins at nine, you might say that that's a deep batting order, but then um, I don't think <laughs> it matters who who is bowling. Um, that fifth bowl is going for runs, so mm. if we can share it round and Stornis bowls a few and Greeny bowls a few and... Um, and Maxwell sneaks a few to a couple of left-handers in the middle overs, well, all of a sudden you can make up that 10 pretty quickly and um, and hopefully not go for too many runs and um, let the specialists um, in, you know, in two spins, especially Chennai, you know. I mean, I was the, 
I was a coach of the Chennai Super Kings there for five seasons, and um, it's 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 a wicket that takes some turn, and that's the wicket we'll be playing on against India in that first match. Mate, great to talk to you. Thank you so much for your time this morning. We've run out of it. Good luck for the Bulls uh, tomorrow against South Australia at Allen Border Field. Fingers crossed that we get a win after uh, that loss to WA. And good luck for the year, mate, and great to chat again. Yeah, thanks very much, Mark. Yeah, it's always hard to beat the Western Australians, but hopefully we can get the South, South Australians measured tomorrow. Good on you, mate. Andy Bickle there joining us, uh, coaching staff of the uh, Queensland Bulls and uh, a World Cup winner himself with Australia, of course, when we won the World Cup in South Africa. His thoughts on the Australian side heading into this year's One Day World Cup. G'day, it's Ben Davis. Thanks for catching up on Mornings here on SENQ. But you know what? You can also catch up some great content with other SEN shows, such as Brecky with Patty and Heels, The Captain's Run with Cameron Smith and Den and Kemp, all on Spotify and Apple Podcasts. But until then, sit back and enjoy and make sure you tell your mates. Host Plus has been named Super Rating Super Fund of the Year for 2023. That's a plus. Issued by Host Plus Proprietary Limited. Check the PDS and TMD at hostplus.com.au. This is Mornings with Ben Davis on SENQ. Countdown about to begin. The fans up on their feet. Maguire. Slowly. Three to go. The season is over. Brisbane are the Premiers. Brisbane are the Premiers. They are the champions again. Six grand finals. Ah, yes, will be seven come Sunday. Time will tell. That goes back to beating the Melbourne Storm 15-8 back in 2006. So it's a long time between drinks. Uh, 17 years. Can it end on Sunday against the Penrith Panthers? Only time will tell. And don't forget our coverage. A big day of uh, NRL action on Sunday, starting with crunch time at 12 o'clock, right through to the grand final at 6.30. And it's all thanks to IMAR, the Tradies Insurance, and Brighton Homes. A big weekend grand final coverage right here on SENQ and SEN Gold Coast. Well, the uh, cricketers are back in action as well. The Queensland Bulls back playing in the Marsh Cup, beaten earlier in the week uh, by WA, and they take on South Australia tomorrow in a day-nighter. Um, and one of the coaches of the Bulls who uh, is joining us now, Andy Bickle, is a mad Broncos fan as well. So keeping an eye on the footy and the cricket, mate, how are you? Yeah, what a big weekend, mate. Um, you know, it's, uh, it is pretty special uh, when this can happen uh, for, for Brisbaneites like myself. Um, you know, I think if I'm, I'm supporting, uh, you know, the, the, the Queensland teams, you know, the Broncos, yes, every, every day of the week, the Lions, um, you know, which is um, such a... Uh, I think, you know, as a player, we had such a close respect for the... The Lappins, the the Simon Blacks, the you know those guys because we were actually training with them at the time mm. um, because they um, they moved across we moved across into the lines and trained at the lines side of the ground because of the development of the 2000 Olympics you know so we actually got to know the Lions players very well and then they did the three peat so there's always been that soft spot there for the Lions but uh, the Brisbane Broncos goes a long way back and uh, it's just great to see Kevy and Alfie doing their job and. Um, um, they're doing it very, very well. They've um, you know, got that team really energised into playing good footy. And um, right across the park, you can say that every player is doing their job. And it's um, a real testament that hopefully, can they beat the superstars in, in Penrith Panthers this weekend? Yeah, Vic, I think it's one of the great things, too, of Australian sport. One of the great ongoing stories, how Alfie can continue to be on the field and run around like he does at his age 
Could you imagine yourself having to run around in that blue shirt following those Broncos around? I mean, in all seriousness, he's look, he's past his best, Alf, but he's still out there, mate, and he can still manage to put one foot in front of the other. He is, and he's got those choice words too. Hey, dickhead, move left or you know, whatever, you know. So, um, you know, there's no, he's, there's no hole in that defensive line. And, and, um, and you know, I can just imagine Alfie just uh, just masking the troops around, giving them the, those choice words that they need mm. under pressure. And, um, you know, he does such a good job for them. And, um, you know, he, he, he probably such a good good mate of, of Kevy. So they, they think the same. They play together. They, they know exactly what... Um, it, how it should be done, and uh, when he's when he's pretty close to the group. The thing about Alfie is, mate, he's gone a bit softer in his older age, because all of a sudden I see him going to opposition players and giving them a bit of a hand when they get knocked <laughs> out or whatever. That, that's something Alfie's never done. <laughs> oh, great stuff. Now, Bick, um, from a cricket perspective, I mentioned the Bulls, so we'll talk about them shortly, but Australia, final match tonight um, against India. We've lost five in a row. The World Cup is not far away. Are you concerned? Should we be concerned about where we're at heading into a World Cup? Uh, probably not, Mark. We, we, you know, we've got those couple of practice matches um, leading in the Netherlands and Pakistan. Um, I mean, I, I think the, the Travis Head one's a little bit of a worry, but then, um, you know, the fact that he's done so well with Davy at the top of the order and take a bit of taken a fair bit of. Um, uh, sort of pressure off Davey, you might say, because there was obviously selection, uh, selection issues around Test cricket. But, but you know, you seem to think in white ball cricket that Davey's still going pretty well. But Tre- Travis has come in and, and whacked the ball around and taken that pressure off him. But, um, look, Mitchell Marsh is probably someone that you might think that um, could go to opening and, and, and play a role in that in that position. And especially in India with such a, such an experienced sort of um, playing at these venues, um You'd like to think that Mitchell Marsh should go in there. So they've got a little bit to drill down on their batting order. But um, I do think that, um, you know, someone like Paddy Cummins obviously hasn't played a lot of those five matches. And you probably think that your captain probably should be leading into the World Cup. But, um, you know, I think I think they're pretty comfortable um, They're going into, into this. It's a World Cup. Look, we've got a, such a great record as a team going in. Um, and, and it shouldn't worry us that the fact that they've tried a few people in different positions leading into these into these matches. You know, obviously South Africa was pretty hard at the back end. We started pretty well, but then lost those ones at the back end. And now India um, and um, getting into India and, and playing India are a pretty hot team at the moment. So, um, look, look, the pressure will really come on India when we start to play in the World Cup. They're probably pretty relaxed at the moment. And they're playing pretty good cricket. So, um it's always interesting, a World Cup um, based in India for, for the Indian team. There's lots and lots of pressure on those guys. Well, you make me feel a little bit better. Thank you for that, Big. That's good. Do we know, <laughs> Do we know, uh, as an Australian, you know, from a selection perspective, what our best 11 one-day side is? Do you have a player or players that you think that are just, you know, a lock and, and should be there in that side? Well, I think, obviously, there's a bit of a question mark around Travis's position so someone like Manus I think will probably hold that position if Travis doesn't make that final final uh, fitness test or whatever he's got to do to, to do that but um, so therefore you, you sort of start to look at Warner at one and then you're into Marsh possibly opening Steve Smith uh, or Manus Lovershow can only bat at three probably in this team with, with the makeup of the team because I think it's going to be um, some all-rounders uh, that that play their part I reckon and Green probably goes to four. Stornis goes to five. Um, Maxwell uh, at six. Um, Carey at seven. 
And then um, I believe, you know, because we're playing in Chennai, mm. the first match against India and then South Africa in Lucknow, uh, and once again, it's, an, it's another spin-friendly wicket playing Sri Lanka at Lucknow as well. We head to Bangalore, uh, we're playing Pakistan there. You probably go back to your seamers. But um, those first three matches are pretty key matches. So I think we have to have the two spinners in the team. So um, so therefore, we've got to make up 10 overs between Stoinis, Green and Maxwell possibly, and maybe even Marsh if he's fit enough to bowl. So, um, Which gives us lots of options. So therefore, you can change your bowlers around a little bit and, and try and steal overs here and there. So... Um, but it won't be that out-and-out out, um, fifth bowler, you might say, that's going to bowl the overs. You know, someone like a Hazelwood might have to miss out, um, given the fact that you go in with Cummins and um, and Mitchell Stark. So um, that's how I'm thinking, and obviously Zampa, Zampa as well. So and that's no, what I would, I would be thinking. No Spencer Johnson? Well, no Spencer, probably no Spencer Johnson. It's either Spencer or, or Mitchell Stark, isn't it? Mm. So... That's how they sort of fit into that lineup. Um, um, you know, it's one or the other. So it's just a matter of who's going well at the time. If Starkey's not going so well, well, obviously you might drop him out. It is a long tournament. They're playing every four days. So um, you've got to be, uh, you know, you've got to be, if you, whoever's coming in, they've got to be pretty much of the same ilk, I suppose, mm. and bowl the same sort of overs and, and just swap them in and out. But um, I think given the conditions we've seen so far, you know, it is batter-friendly, um, so we're going to have to bat deep, and I think, um, you know, Agar coming in at eight uh, makes us quite deep deep in that batting order, uh, and still being out of even Cummins at nine, you might say that that's a deep batting order, but then um, I don't think <laughs> it matters who who is bowling. Um, that fifth bowl is going for runs, so mm. if we can share it round and Stornis bowls a few and Greeny bowls a few and... Um, and Maxwell sneaks a few to a couple of left-handers in the middle overs, well, all of a sudden you can make up that 10 pretty quickly and um, and hopefully not go for too many runs and um, let the specialists um, in, you know, in two spins, especially Chennai, you know. I mean, I was the, I was the coach of the Chennai Super Kings there for five seasons and um, it's, it's, it's a wicket that takes some turn and that's the wicket we'll be playing on against India in that first match. Mate, great to talk to you. Thank you so much for your time this morning. We've run out of it. Good luck for the Bulls uh, tomorrow against South Australia at Allen Border Field. Fingers crossed that we get a win after uh, that loss to WA. And good luck for the year, mate, and great to chat again. Yeah, thanks very much, Mark. Yeah, it's always hard to beat the Western Australians, but hopefully we can get this out to South Australians measure tomorrow. Good on you, mate. Andy Bickle there joining us, uh, coaching staff of the uh, Queensland Bulls and uh, a World Cup winner himself with Australia, of course, when we won the World Cup in South Africa. His thoughts on the Australian side heading into this year's one-day World Cup. Host Plus has been named Super Rating Super Fund of the Year for 2023. That's a plus. Issued by Host Plus Proprietary Limited. Check the PDS and TMD at hostplus.com.au. This is Mornings with Ben Davis on SENQ. That's why he's the number one. Langer away for Renoff. Renoff, we haven't seen much of him today. Now take a look at him as he crosses the halfway. They won't catch him. He's heading for the corner. And he's over. Rinoff makes it 22 points to four. Oh, get-
Yeah, 92 grand final. The Broncos over the Dragons. And that try from Steve Renoff started deep inside his own territory. And one of the great grand final moments. There will be another one on Sunday. Will it be the Brisbane Broncos or the Penrith Panthers that provide that great moment and also provide a victory? Only time will tell. One of the best players the game uh, has seen emerge in the last 18 months to to 24 months, two years. It's been Patrick Carrigan. He got his start when the Broncos were really struggling. It was one of the bright spots of Brisbane's efforts after joining uh, the club from Wynnum Manly, getting his opportunity during those dark times. He's now an international. Uh, he is a quality player and will play a big role in the game on Sunday. Paddy Welsh caught up with Pat earlier in the week. Alf's been saying that he gets twice as many fans when he was playing. Yeah, I reckon he did. I reckon he still gets more than all of us now, the big fella. He's, um, mate, he's, he's going to have a statue here for a long time. Hey, how exciting is this, though? I mean, just this is the start of grand final week for him. The ground is completely surrounded by kids yelling out. Yeah, it's good. I was a kid that loved the Broncos. So, um, mate, this is everything that I dreamt of and wanted to be as a kid. And um, I can remember being in that situation. So, yeah. When does the game face go on? Uh, it's prepped throughout the week. I just do me, enjoy it, and then um, come probably kick off, I guess. You've got to be proud of yourselves and what you've done in this final series, but to be fair, it probably goes up another level now, doesn't it? Yeah, of course it does. They've been the best team in the comp for the last four years, so, um, you know, no sugarcoating, we've got a challenge, but, um, mate, I love it. It's an opportunity for us to show what we're about and um, another team I want to do it with. We saw the other day, they like to stamp on you early, don't they, through their forwards? Yeah, these... We know their strength and they'll be coming through the front door. So, um, mate, you're on the biggest stage, get an opportunity to stand up and, um, yeah, what better way to do it than in a Broncos jersey. I, I, know, I know the X Factor is Reese and, and, and all your teammates talk about him. What, what does he bring to this football team? Um, just thrill footy and a, and a, I don't know, just an enjoyment for the game. But a, um, he just takes risks, mate, and bees himself and, um, yeah, that's our point of difference and we'll just back him and he can just play his brand of footy. We're about to cause a riot, just one more. Do you, do you rely on a couple of the old heads this week to get a bit of advice on how to handle this week? A little bit. I think just try and touch on Capes and um, Renault obviously um, are really good for us. But, um, mate, the biggest thing I learned is just do, I'm going to do me and um, the rest will take care of itself. So. We're, we're about to ride. Well done. Enjoy the week. Cheers. Thank you. Well, that's all we have time for. Paddy Carrigan with Pat Welsh. And it is within us with a couple of days. Saturday, the Brisbane Lions up against Collingwood. And our coverage starting from 9 o'clock with Off the Bench with Hutchie and Pickers. Then on Sunday, NRL from 12 o'clock, culminating in the grand final at 6.30, the Broncos and the Panthers. We wish the Lions and the Broncos the best of luck on the weekend. And let's say one, if not both, can bring a premiership trophy back home to Brisbane on Monday. Enjoy the grand finals.